2: This is the Opening Drive Podcast
0: on 101 ESPN Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers
3: Guess what day it is Huh? pop day. Good morning, everyone. Happy Hump Day from the opening drive on 101 ESPN. It's 7 o'clock. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Brooke Grimsley is here. Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis is here. I'm Randy Carricker. Matthew Rocchio is here this morning. Our audio engineer who does such great work in saying, uh, guess what day it is. It's, it is Hump Day. Hump Day got here in a hurry so far this week. I'm, I'm happy about it. You guys happy about hump Day already? Uh, yes. Good. Always. Good. Good. You know, you know what we need? We, what do we, what, what what do we, we need?
4: need? Uh-oh. Uh,
3: we need Stressful Archie that, the support man. chicken for our oh. St. Louis Blues.
4: Oh, no. Yeah. We haven't seen him in a while since uh, all the Cardinals I, I stuff a a, this season. I know there's
3: a lot going on in the world. People have issues that they're dealing with, and it's always good to have a support chicken on your side. Uh, the Blues did lose 4-2 last night in Winnipeg. I mean, it's one thing to have to go to Winnipeg for your job. Nothing against Winnipeg. But then to go to Winnipeg for your job and then, like, fail at your job, that has to be a double dose of humility. Right?
4: Is, is that the best way to put it? That's, I, it was just so bad. It was really it was bad. so <laughs> bad. I texted you guys during the game. I'm like, I this is getting hard to watch at this point because you, you just watch it. It feels like they're not playing whatever game that they want to play this season. They're not getting to that. They're not really establishing that. And the Jets did. But it's just like the Blues were once again playing on their heels.
3: You know what Rob, Rob would say to this team? Shoot the, the pie! pie. Uh,
4: Please!
5: <laughs> I, I, I mean, you, you, it was a couple of times I, I was texting you all. We were texting it. You're skating right in front of the net. Uh, there is no one else. It's just you, dog. Just shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> no one to pass it through, bro. It's just, just you. Here. Just you you. you. you can shoot it. I think this team... I, I do think that they really like each other, obviously. I, I think they're <laughs> too unselfish though. I think there are times, you know, I told you Randy, there are great players. It's it's amazing to watch, right? Because they literally, nothing else matters to them. It is the 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 craziest thing to watch in real time. But you know when it comes down to it, that guy's gonna score. Mm-hmm. That guy's gonna make a big play. That guy's gonna make the sack, gonna make the catch, shoot the shot, whatever it is, because he is so dialed into himself and what's going on in front of him that he doesn't see anything. These guys, in my opinion, they need a a, a selfish player in, in a good way. A guy that will shoot the puck and not looking to get everyone involved. Shoot it. It's okay. Somebody on the team has to have that role. Yep. Somebody on the team has to say, you know, th- this is my job. I, don't know. Yep. I know who it is, but I know what, we, what else we need from him as well. So he has to this is gonna sound bad, so if you're a blues fan, don't listen. Just pretend you're playing defense. Just pretend. <laughs> give the notion good effort. Uh, and, and give yeah. a good. Uh, give good effort. Yeah. Look like look mm-hmm. like it, but shoot the damn shot. You yeah. do that, and everybody else can pass it yep. to you, and you're gonna score fifty goals. Somebody yep. on this team has to be a little bit more selfish, and, and not. Um, you know just looking to get everyone involved ever since you got to have a guy that has that mentality that wants to shoot the puck and and does it
3: often here's the way it unfolded last night in Winnipeg a scoreless first period and then in the first three minutes of the second period Winnipeg scored a pair Gustafson scoring Appleton scoring it's 2-0 in favor of the Jets and then at the 18-25 mark a guy we didn't even expect to play played and shot
6: Saucers it over to Braden Shen, far circle. Shen in front, Butchnevich, he scores! Pavel Butchnevich gets his first of the year. Deflects a power play goal over the shoulder of Hellebuck. And it's 2-1 with a minute 35 to go in this
3: second period. And you're thinking, okay, we got a chance, but then that same lethargy offensively seeped in. Kyle Connor scoring 4-10 into the third for Winnipeg. Robert, Robert Thomas, our guy, Bobby Tommy scoring late, but then Morgan Barron with an empty netter, and 4-2 was the final. And to the point, so back in my day, we we had a word for these guys. Eh, maybe not back in my day. Maybe more recently, every team, every great team has a dude. You got to have one. Who's yes. the dude? I mean, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Who's the dude here? When you look at a
5: team, you have to have that guy. It, it, every team. Every team breaks down into different categories. You got that guy, the superstar. Then you have the stars. Then you have your role players. And and you have to have – every team has to have that person, those people on that team to be successful. Right now, this team doesn't have that. And they haven't had it, I would say, for the last couple of years. They they had a guy in, in Tarasenko, mm-hmm. but when you are – Dealing with contract issues and other guys getting paid, and you may not be here. You you really aren't that guy. Right. So yeah, you, you got to find. You got to have a guy.
4: You do, and you have to have these guys step up. And it, it shouldn't just be all on one guy. Right now, I think the only guy is Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Jordan yeah. Bennington is the reason that they've been able to keep any of these games close and able to come away with the win. But it shouldn't all be on him is the thing. You can't go the rest of the season, depending on Jordan Bennington, to look at how he's per, or how he's performed early on this season. It does have to be Robert Thomas, Jordan Kairou, Pavel Buchnevich, all these other guys. Brandon Saad stepping up. You need to have multiple 20-plus goal scorers this season. And it's kind of scary when you see what's happening right now and Carrie, I know that you've talked about it but you look at it 20 shots on net last night that is not going to do it I know that Hellebuck was great he had 18 saves but really when you see it he wasn't getting tested that no, much it's... and that's something that you're seeing consistently happen and I do think that maybe some of this has to do with this whole new defensive system and it can work but the Blues simply just have to make more plays in the offensive end and get more zone time and they even had more odd man rushes last mm-hmm. night but they weren't able to capitalize necessarily on those chances so they are getting some good chances they just aren't able to capitalize on it you saw jordan Cairo with two breakaways yeah, last right. night yeah and then he wasn't able to put the the biscuit in the basket yeah. i guess you could say there and th- those were two huge opportunities but he wasn't the only one that just got close but wasn't able to finish it
3: and the captain braden chen was asked about the blues struggles in maintaining offensive zone possession time eh it's a little bit of everything. It's not, not, I
7: wouldn't say battle level. It's just a commitment to supporting each other on the forecheck, turning over pucks, uh, winning our battles, hunting pucks, and. and um You know, keeping it simple. Teams swarm and play hard defensively. And and, uh, we just got to find ways to to generate um, offenses all the time. And we haven't been able to do that through the first five games that much.
3: Love the captain speak. Can we hear it again? I'm I'm just going to give you cliche, okay? It's it's a little bit of everything. It's not,
7: not, I wouldn't say battle level. It's just a commitment to supporting each other on the forecheck, turning over pucks, uh, winning our battles, hunting pucks, and, and, um, you know, keeping it simple. Teams swarm and play hard defensively. And and, uh, we just got to find ways to to generate um, offense his own time and we haven't been able to do that through the first five games that much.
5: Seven. The, your, your captain should so, be essentially cliches. the voice of, of the of the coach. Yeah, so he, okay. yeah, he's, seven he's, seven he cliches for 26 dead. seconds. Uh-huh. I, I, you know when I was I was taught that you you have to give them a sandwich. The bad you give them the good and then you finish it with the bad or is it the other way around? No the other way around. Yeah. Good bad good right so mm-hmm. we'll give them the good. They, they,
3: they scored on the power play. Yeah okay. Yeah, that, that, they, they, they got right. the first yep. let's, let's do that, yeah. It's the old uh, Tony Lewis pat and pop. Pat him on the back yep. and then pop him in the gut. Yeah, there you yep. go. So scored on the go. power
5: play. They don't look very good. When they get down, when this team gets down, mm-hmm. it's a wrap. It, it feels like it's over. They don't feel like they have the confidence to dig out of the mm-hmm. hole. When they get down in the game.
3: Hey guys, don't you wish the Arizona or the St. Louis Cardinals would go for it and spend so that they could have a guaranteed World Series team like the Arizona Diamondbacks did? Don't you just wish that the the Cardinals could lock in and say, "Okay, we're going to sign a bunch of free agents, we're going to spend big money, we're going to have a huge payroll, so that we can be just like the Diamondbacks?" I
5: don't don't know that that's what they did. Aren't they the don't.
4: Diamondbacks like 21st they in payroll this don't. year? They, they only won like 84
5: games this year. They've
3: won the most important seven so That's far. All that matters. There you go. <laughs> they have. Well, last night, they clinched the National League pennant with a 4-2 win at Philadelphia. They win the last two at Philadelphia. It's a 2-1 game heading into the fifth inning. And here come the Diamondbacks. Rivera singles and then a bunt. A bunt instead. Two- yeah. So this is where you put the bat out in front of you, and okay. the ball just dies right in front of you. Wow. So that they can you do can. That? It's called a sacrifice, and you so sacrifice wow. yourself as a hitter, That's even though you crazy. only have 27 outs. But that that means you don't get on base and don't. But get here's paid the thing, it. But but the the other guy in front of you moves up into scoring position, ah. so that even ah, nice. though you made the out, you have a better opportunity to tie
4: the game. So it's actually about the team. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay. yep. Oh, my God. It's, it's a crazy concept. I know. It's I thought amazing. it was illegal yeah. <laughs> at certain points <laughs> yeah. this year. It seems
3: like it. So Rivera is at second base. Marte stri- uh, strikes out. And then uh, the rookie steps in, Corbin Carroll.
1: Carroll up the middle and a base hit. Rivera around third. He will score the tying run. And Corbin Carroll,
3: his third hit of the game. Carroll was not being retired by many. That was the point at which Rob Thompson, the Phillies manager, took out his starter, Ranger Suarez, and brought in Hoffman to pitch to Gabriel Moreno. And Moreno
1: into right field, a base hit. Here comes Carroll. Castellanos has a cannon. The throw is cut off. Carroll scores. Moreno in a rundown, a backhanded flip, and out at first. So the inning ends, but Moreno delivers the Diamondbacks in front.
3: Oh, by the way, Corbin Carroll was at second base because he ran really fast from first to second while the pitcher had it, the ball. What's that called? <laughs> I, I think it's a stolen base. You can steal. What? You, can, you steal? can steal a base in in baseball mm-hmm. in the playoffs. It's a. Stealing is illegal, Randy. No, well, not in uh, uh, the no. He wasn't called out for it. Oh, he, he, he got to second base, and then Moreno no. he got into scoring wow. position at second base, and then he was able to to make it home because <laughs> we're willing to try <laughs> to be aggressive, Matthew. They stole one
7: base across the first five games of the series. Mm-hmm. They stole seven in games six and seven. And Tony will come out and say, came out and said, "We're going to get back on the base pass because that that's what we did in the regular season." And and what a novel. Concept that you take an aspect of the game that's been utilized for a hundred years
3: and you weaponize it—maddening, shocking. Uh, It's amazing for the Diamondbacks who tacked on a run in the seventh and held on to win it by a score of four to two. So congratulations to all the Diamondbacks fans out there. Back in the World Series for the first time since 2001, uh, Corbin Carroll had a pretty good series, named the uh, National League uh, Series MVP, and. Unfortunately for Philadelphia, they, they see their run go by the boards. Guys, in the last three years now, 21, 22, 23, the National League team, National League playoff team with the fewest wins has found itself in the World Series. 21 Braves, 22 Phillies, 23 Diamondbacks. That's why I said what I did at the beginning, because you might not agree when John Moselock like, and the Cardinals talk about the randomness of the postseason. But if you look at reality... Reality says the randomness of the postseason exists. And I don't know that we can give you any better evidence than three straight years where the National League team, <laughs> the playoff team with the fewest wins winds up in the World Series.
4: It is very random. It there's is. there's really no way to predict this. And it, it's interesting that now you're going to have two very opposite teams in the way of how they spent and used their money. I mean, with the Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. I believe like 21st in payroll this year. And then you have the Rangers that was like, in the top 10 mm-hmm. spent that much money so you couldn't have two teams more on the opposite end of the spectrum of how they went about constructing their roster and the
3: interesting thing about the rangers is that the biggest expenditure isn't even helping them he's on the shelf it's yeah. jacob de And, yes, they did spend money on Evaldi, and they spent a bunch of money on their middle infield. But then you look at the rest of their team, rookie in left field, youngster in center field, uh, right field is a young player, third base is a young player, first base is a guy that you got from Tampa Bay, catcher is a a guy who's been around and finally made a name for himself at the major league level. The bullpen is not extraordinarily expensive. You added a role as Chapman at the end. But the Texas team has the propensity, of the, not the propensity, but the preponderance of their uh, their money tied up in players that aren't playing for them, which is pretty amazing.
5: The fact that they, I mean, the fact that the Arizona Diamondbacks were able to go back to Philadelphia in that environment and play in the way that they did amazing. Is, is, is amazing. They, I don't think, I don't know if anyone in this room projected them to be able to go back to, to Philly and win a game, let alone two, uh, and just finish the deal, and, and, Rock said it. They changed. They went back to doing what they did best all year: still in bases and putting pressure on opposing pitchers, making it tough for the for the um, for the Phillies to try to get them out. Just getting on base and making things happen, and, and then, like you said, sacrificing themselves for the team. Philadelphia, that that surprised me how how it all went down for them. I, <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know how it went left so quickly. Aaron Nola didn't perform in his out outing. Suarez. It wasn't great either. You know, it was okay, but it wasn't great giving up runs early. It just, it spiraled out of control. And then Bryce Harper didn't, he didn't show up the last couple of games.
3: No. no. And yeah. uh, yesterday, Xavier Scruggs said, I think it's going to come down to the stars. Schwarber, Turner, Harper, and Castellanos for Philadelphia when it combined one for 15. The top four for Arizona, Marte, Carroll, Moreno, and Walker went to six for uh 16 with all four of their rbis so it, it, if it does come down to your stars now the stars on philadelphia are more highly paid but one for 16 versus six for 16
4: yeah that's the thing your big you not bat's not going silent <laughs> yeah when the lights are brightest you can't just shut down
3: don't we know it here in st louis oh right? yeah you big gotta guys. show up yep your big guys gotta show up <laughs> All right, we're off and running here on 101. Oh, uh, NBA started. Did you, uh, Matthew and uh, Carrie? did you get much sleep last night? Uh, I went to bed about midnight. Okay.
5: Yeah, I, was, uh, I, didn't, I couldn't stay up for the post-game show as much as I wanted to.
3: Suns beat the Warriors 108-104, and the Nuggets got their rings. Stupid. Good for them. <laughs> no, no, it's not good for them. No. Uh, they beat the Lakers. They beat the Lakers, 119-107. That's, that's fine, but seeing, <laughs> seeing the idiot get his ring, I was just wishing uh, it would just slip and fall on the floor and hit his head. No. Yeah, but Did you see, oh, but did you see the most lovable
7: person believe. in basketball get his ring? Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. He just,
7: he just wants to hang out with his horses and embarrass the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay.
3: And he was a little done with horses last night. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, there, Brooke, you might have misconstrued what I said. I just wanted to see the toupee fly off
4: oh Oh. Um. (laughs) yeah it's not real no oh no oh wow i have a a message from our lawyers
3: good save randy
4: (laughs) thank you Uh, (laughs) just
3: uh, the the, okay the alleged toupee Follow the alleged yeah (laughs) hey uh here we are now we're coming up on uh, uh well halloween World Series is here. It's late in the fall. We're going to have 40-degree high temperatures next week. So the times, they are a-changing, kids. And as it gets colder, our uh, our mindsets start to change. And you might be feeling, okay, I don't know what to do. Uncle Randy, can you help me out? Well, that's why Uncle Randy is here. And it is Wednesday. And I've got some advice for you. If you have a question, text in to... The Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646, 314-399-YOHO. We have Ask Uncle Randy for you next on 101 ESPN.
0: You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.
2: Got a question for Uncle Randy? Let him dive into his infinite well filled with wisdom to find you answers. Text 314-399-9646. It's Ask Uncle Randy on 101 ESPN.
3: I've been around, you know. It is time for Ask Uncle Randy. Brooke is here. Carrie is here. I'm Randy. And Matthew will have your questions for us. Chris Convey is outside our door. I don't know why. I don't know why Chris Convy would even bother uh, walking outside our door because he's, he, he's kind of a jerk at times. Uh, but... I don't think he can He hear doesn't it. even see yeah, us. No, he knows. Uh, so he, hey, Chris. He's, he, he's kind of a, f- a funny guy. You hear him on another show, on the Courtney show. Chris Convey, uh, not, not a great guy. Not a great guy. <laughs> he
7: didn't
2: even <laughs> see no, us. No, he didn't did look our even look our care. way. Uh, all right. What
3: do we got on the old uh, text line there, Matthew?
7: Randy, I'm, why are Philly
3: fans historically so angry? They've changed. See? No, they've turned over a new leaf. <laughs> now, they, have, they were angry before. The Eagles won the Super Bowl they in 2017. Santa. Hmm?
5: That was years ago. They Santa. That was 1978. That was, a, that, was years, that was a different generation.
3: Yeah, it was. Uh, that Big was also generation, the time. It the Turner. Turner. You know what doesn't get enough play? What's is that? one time the football Cardinals went into the vet and beat the <laughs> Eagles, and they were throwing lawn chairs Jesus. At, the, uh, at the football Cardinals. <laughs> nah, that's nice. They threw batteries at J.D. Drew. But mm. they are a happier <laughs> group now because they won, and they don't look at every single sporting event as an impending disaster they had every right to before the eagles won the super bowl in 2017 and by the way they also played the most forgettable world series in the history of world series when they played tampa bay in the 2008 world series in philadelphia that was all rainy and miserable so i get it i I get where they came from but now they aren't miserable and unhappy anymore they're just going to turn their attention right from uh the <laughs> what happened with their baseball team to the Eagles yeah. who are great and the Philadelphia yeah. Union who are great there you
4: go there you go you and know them they, that. The they the did purpose. not look very happy last night though got a yeah. boos at the yeah. end there well,
3: that, that happens that's yeah. just with, you know it, that, it's part of their dna i'm not disputing that but they're a happier group now than they were Pretty much i really hope the union lose early why I believe oh, they're too good. I believe
7: they're third uh, in the Supporters' Shield rankings above City, oh, and I'm, I'm not trying okay. to drive to Philly to watch the MLS Cup. <laughs> yeah, I got you. General Randy? I have a 25-year-old son who is grown now. He has his own apartment, mm-hmm. but he's still over at the house a lot. Is it okay to drop hints that basically say, okay, you can go home now? <laughs>
3: uh, I, if you don't love him, if you don't want him around, yeah, <laughs> is, it, then yeah, that, that's okay. But just remember that the time that you have with your offspring is finite, and there will be a, a day where he'll have his own place, and he'll have his own wife, and he'll have his own kids, and he'll say, man, I wish I could see him, wish I could talk to him. Yeah. Maybe go on a go to a sporting event with him. So, uh, yes, while it is okay to drop those hints, remember that you're not always going to have this opportunity to spend with your kids.
5: I think that if your son is 25 and still coming over and hanging out, you should be thankful for it. I agree. Because, you know, once they get out of college or once they get of college age, mm-hmm. they don't really hang out with the parents anymore. Yeah, well, and Too once cool they, for that? Oh, yeah. And
3: especially once they find... A spouse or yeah, a significant partner. of yeah.
7: yeah, you should be embrace like twenty five is that like when that, that first age when you're like, Oh, so the people you were when you raised me aren't who you are. Like that's your parent people. Mm-hmm. But then you have like real people who you are <laughs> and now I can get to know that person. Like that's like that's when you like first start like realizing your parents are real people and if you want to hang mm-hmm. out with them, that's a really good yeah. thing. You shouldn't be rejecting that if you're a parent. Not a lot of parents get that. No, I <laughs> I, I feel
3: really lucky, Patrick, and I since 2010. So we're, what, 13 years or so, and he's 29 now. We've gone to Arizona for spring training. He's a Giants fan. And last year I asked him because he's he's bought a house, he's got a girlfriend and everything. I said, hey, if you don't want to go anymore, that's fine. He said...
7: No, I want to go. No, that's cool. So yeah, we're, so,
3: yeah, so we're still going to go.
7: Dear Uncle Randy, my wife's 40th birthday is coming up January 7th of next year. We always celebrate each other's birthdays in a pretty big fashion. However, considering her birthday is just two weeks after Christmas, should I tell her that I'm not getting her anything for Christmas so I can use that money for a big 40th birthday no. celebration? No. Or should I split it up between the two? FYI, I'm not a rich man and we do have four kids.
3: You split it up between the there two. You no, you don't ignore... Yeah part of it and yeah you try to make number 40 as special as you can and with four kids i think that a a mother of 40 is really going to appreciate doing priceless things for her for her 40th birthday and that's uh, you know make it a a mama palooza for the weekend Uh, have the kids make breakfast in bed for her clean up the house do things that she does for you every single day and get them done so that she doesn't have to do them. And then you don't have to splurge as much. And you can split the money up that way and get her something really nice, obviously. But I, I have a feeling that she, at this age and with her station in life is going to appreciate things that alleviate the the workload on
4: her yes i agree i think that sometimes it's not about spending a lot of money it's just more doing some of those gestures to show that you're paying attention paying attention that your kid mm-hmm. that you care as you mentioned just even like getting up and making breakfast for her mm-hmm. and just having a nice layout those are things that aren't necessarily expensive but shows that you're just taking the time to pay attention to her yeah
7: Uncle Randy, I'm looking to buy a new 56-degree wedge, but is there really a noticeable difference for the average golfer between ones that's 150 and ones that's all around 100 bucks? Thanks, as this may be what finally brings me that Flight Championship. Okay,
3: uh, the Flight Championship is important. yes, oh, it is. And I need to tell you this because I got a very nice set of Callaway Jaws wedges, okay? 54 and 60 but my swing really wasn't conducive out of the rough to those so i got the exact same degree cleveland wedges and my short game has changed dramatically am i great no but has it improved me from woefully mediocre to mediocre it has improved me so yes i would suggest that if you go to golf discount in O'Fallon or in uh, in South County, and you have them work with you, they can figure out your swing, and they can figure out what the perfect wedge for you will be. I was stunned that it made such a difference. So yes, I would suggest making that move. It will get you up to c Can I,
7: I've been told by the person who critiques my golf game uh, very stringently mm-hmm. that... And this is my advice to this guy would be, maybe you just go for the nicest sand wedge you possibly can, because apparently I'm not even supposed to use my actual, like, 56-degree wedges and stuff like that, because that's what good golfers use to, to chip, and bad golfers should just live with the sand wedge off for pretty much every shot close to the green.
3: But here's the thing, Matthew. I think if you invest in those wedges, you you're more inclined, A, to play better with them, but practice with them. And it's, it's all about practice. So, yes, I think that uh, getting the, investing in the new club is always a positive. 100% of the time, investing in the new club is always a positive.
7: Dear Uncle Randy and the gang, my future in-laws treat every holiday, birthday, anniversary, like it needs to be an over-the-top celebration and regalia to the point of being ridiculous. How do I basically tell them no one cares and they need to grow up? <laughs> I like this guy. Uh, I like this guy. I like, this guy. I like the cut of this guy's gym. Can, can, I, can I hear the, the the beginning of this again? Okay. Sure. Dear Uncle Randy and gang, my future in-laws treat every holiday, birthday, and anniversary like it needs to be an over-the-top celebration and regalia. That's always a weird okay. right words, to the point of being ridiculous. Okay. How do I basically tell them that no one cares and they need to grow up?
3: Uh, well, I, I clearly they care, Hush. and uh, there's nothing wrong with enjoying the celebration. However, why they want to celebrate your anniversary <coughs> is beyond me. I, I don't get it. But I don't think you need to tell them. There's nothing wrong with a party. Right? And that's what they're doing, is they're throwing parties. You guys have a problem with parties? No, I love parties. I don't
5: have a problem with it. I think that if you're not accustomed to a family that celebrates each other as much as it sounds like this family does. You you may it may take some getting used to, and maybe you never get used to it. Maybe you don't go to every single event. Maybe you pick the big ones yeah. or the the ones that are meaningful to you. And you say, hey hey, honey, you know I'm I'm not feeling good today. Can I I'm gonna sit this one out and, and compromise. That's what being married is. It's compromising. You don't you shouldn't be forced to go to every single one of them if you don't feel like it, and you shouldn't sit out of every one of them if your wife doesn't, you know, wants to wants you to be a part of it.
3: Just pick your spots. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to go to one during the World... Well, normally a party isn't going to be held at night. See, that was one of the things back in the day, back in my day, when they would have uh, World Series games during what the day.
5: These, what if these events are taking place on Sundays? and Yeah, you, like you, have, every, to, every, you have to pick like, your hey, spots. Hey,
3: hey, you got a big game this Even weekend. a Super Bowl party, yeah. right? Because some yeah. people prefer just to watch the Super Bowl and not be bothered by other... Not bothered... But bothered. intruded upon by other people. yeah. Bothered. Especially for you, like, you, you right? because I, you played in it. So co- people are coming up to you and saying, what two, happened th- here? two things are, Carrie, what do you think? Or I'm sure that what's worse is, here's what they should have done. So they come up to a Super Bowl champion during the Super Bowl and say, here's what they should have done. I'm like, yeah,
5: you, you you're spot on
4: there, brother. It's like when somebody <laughs> talks exactly through a movie where it's just like, oh, that. It's almost like that, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Oh, yeah. If you're watching a game, I the the social events, I get it. It's fun to celebrate a lot of different things, but I do understand maybe it being a little too overwhelming. My dad was fantastic at dodging social events because my mm. mom's side of the family would always have all these different types of gatherings. My dad's not that social of a person. And so he would always pick up an extra shift conveniently <laughs> mm. during those social events or need to get to work in air quotes, a.k.a. go watch a game. Smart. I home. like
3: your dad. I like Maybe <laughs> you, you want to do one more? We're good? Okay, we're good. Uh, we Hope you enjoyed the advice. Coming up, Doug Armstrong was a GM for the Blues 1,000th time last night. What have been the highlights and lowlights of his regime? That's next on 101 ESPN.
0: You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. team that was in last place on January 3rd. The players on the bench are bouncing up.
6: History will be made tonight in Boston. 15 seconds to go as Shen blocks a puck to the corner. 10 seconds remaining. Get up St. Louis, get on your feet, raise them high. Five seconds to go and the time winds down. They did it, it's over, the game is over, the series is over, the wait is over, and the St. Louis Blues the stanley cup champions for the first time in franchise history
3: the 2019 st louis blues stanley cup champions a team that was put together by blues president of hockey operations and general manager doug armstrong who last night gm'd the blues for the 1000th game in his career only a dozen NHL general managers have ever done that. And guys, there's a couple of things about Doug Armstrong that I really appreciate. Number one, we all like to win trades. And you don't win every trade, but he wins a lot of trades. But you look at Chicago uh, having missed the playoffs now for five or six consecutive years. You look at after winning three Stanley Cups, admittedly, you look at the Kings who, after winning a couple of Stanley Cups in three years, have missed the playoffs now in five out of the last nine seasons. The Blues have been able to maintain under Doug Armstrong. They've been to the playoffs 10 out of 12 years. For me, the most impressive thing that he's done is, over the course of those dozen years, while Chicago had to see that Taves and Kane and Keith and Seabrook, and uh, that, that... nucleus be torn apart and they have to build a whole new one and miss the playoffs a lot. Uh, the Blues haven't had to do that. The Kings have had the same thing. They, they've had to watch players depart or they watch their nucleus get old. In Doug Armstrong's career, when he started the Blues' nucleus, I think we could all argue, was Backus, Oshie, Berglund, Steen, and Perron. He transforms that group to Schwartz, Tarasenko, Petro, Bo, and Stasny. And then when... Um, Stasny leaves, he goes out and he makes the trades for O'Reilly and Shen. So he's got O'Reilly and Shen and Perron again and adds people like Sunquist and Pareko. And now they're transforming into a fourth different nucleus under Doug Armstrong with Thomas and Cairo and Buchnevich and Falk. Now, those are just the nucleuses and there there have been a lot of part, parts that were there for multiple nucleuses. But my point is, is that the Blues have been able to maintain a level of competitiveness despite changing players, which tells you about the the eye for talent that Doug Armstrong possesses.
4: Yeah, I think my biggest one for me and this is going to be obviously a little bit more recent, but the whole lopsided trade getting Pavel Buchnevich that one was huge. That was a fleece job by Doug Armstrong <laughs> that you were able to basically trade away Sammy Blay who we now know is back here Get in back. St. Mm-hmm. Louis and things didn't work out with Sammy Blay with the Rangers and I was able to talk with him about that if you saw this past weekend on the 101 on sports, I had an interview with Sammy Blay and Marco Scandal, and he talked about how hard his time was with the Rangers. He was battling an injury, obviously didn't score there. Things did not work out well there, but he was so anxious to get back here in St. Louis, and when we saw him, he came back in February earlier this year. He was able to get back to, I felt like, the Sammy Blade that the Rangers were Mm -hmm. hoping that they were getting in that trade. But what Pavel Buchnevich has brought to this team, I mean, that is a huge trade that has really panned out well for the Blues and will pan out well for the Blues. But what
3: about this one? What about trading a guy who was sentenced to prison for four months, for me, <laughs> buying drugs and was overpaid, you'd given him a bad contract. So we'll admit that Armstrong gave Viora Latera a bad contract. Yes. But you trade a guy who's convicted of drug offenses in Finland for the guy that's your captain now. That's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's a really a, really good one. Yeah, yeah, you always it. trade the in jail guy. You don't want to trade for the in jail guy. You <laughs> want to trade the, the in that's jail the guy. Best way that's to do about team. it. Randy, the guy that yeah. is
5: in jail currently, not the guy you know, right, you don't yeah. want that guy off your team not coming to you. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I think that, you know, he's done a good job of, of making some trades. You are looking at some of the the core guys that he assigned since he's been here. they're all big parts of what they're doing right now. Um and and the trades have been a great part of it. Brook, the the navis trade obviously is has been stellar. If Bucinavich can stay healthy. We saw we see glimpses of it when he's healthy. He's spectacular. Mm-hmm. But staying healthy, obviously, is one of the main components of that. We were talking about some of the wins that he's had and then maybe some of the losses that he's had. And And I think the the jury may still be out on the contracts that were given up the last last couple of years to Cairo and Thomas. We're still waiting. I mean, you don't know just yet. If those contracts are going to be worth it, you hope that they are. I think Mm -hmm. they have – and I think Robert Thomas is a a hell of a player. I think Jordan Kyrie was a hell of a player. But I think those guys are still figuring out who they are on this team. And I think that that's part of the – there are no more Ryan O'Reilly's. There is no more Tarasenko's. You are supposed to be those guys. So I think the contracts can be really good in the long run, but – I don't think it's great right now because they still haven't figured out who they are on this team.
4: And it's going to take time. I mean, it was getting to a point, too, when you're talking about, Randy, the nucleus that they're building here, there was definitely a point of where you had the aging players who are in their mid-30s, like Petrangelo and David Perron. Having to walk away from Alex Petrangelo still is one that really haunts me personally. I do understand that there was a lot that was going on between those negotiations and the age, and the thing that specifically Petrangelo was looking for is something that Army was not willing to budge on. And Peron, that was another tough loss, because that was somebody who was very well-respected in so many aspects of the Blues game, but also in that locker room. So those are two big voices that you lose. I And those are hard to move away from. But at the same time, with whatever's going to happen with the cap space, that was a big question with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairou and locking in those young players, that's something that you essentially had to do. Now, was I surprised that they essentially both got the same contract? A little bit, yes. But I think that it is going to take some time for that contract for Robert Thomas and Jordan mm-hmm. Cairo to pan out. And I think it will, it'll just take a little bit.
3: I'm with you in that, I I bet you in his heart of hearts, if you're in a private moment with Army, he would say the one he would like back is Petro. Because all he had to say, when Petro asked for the no movement clause, and he was worried about other players coming and asking for a no movement clause, all he had to say to that player's representative was, when your player hoists the Stanley Cup for the first time in the franchise history, then we'll give him a no movement clause too. There was Mm -hmm. one thing that Petro had that nobody else had. A lot of people don't like the Ryan Miller trade, which actually wound up being okay because they got rid of the Chris Stewart contract. They wound up giving up a first round pick for, uh, it wound up being a Jack Roslevic who played a little in the NHL. Uh, they gave up a, a third rounder who wound up being a guy who never played in the NHL. William Carrier who's had an okay career with uh, with Vegas. Yaroslav Halak, who wasn't coming back, and Chris Stewart for Ryan Miller. And Miller blew up in the 14 playoffs. But there's two things about it. Number one, Army was going for it. I think we all like aggressive general managers. And when it didn't work out, he was able to spend that money that he had saved because of the Chris Stewart contract and Miller not staying, and sign Paul Stastny that didn't work out. The other one that a lot of people don't like is trading T.J. Osh Oshie for Troy Brower. There were a couple of things. Number one, Oshie was pretty public about his disdain for Ken Hitchcock at the time. Oshie had not been the player that he became once he had Nicholas Backstrom as his center. And if the Blues don't trade Oshie, then they have to make a decision financially either way anyway, between keeping Oshie for nothing... Or losing Vladimir Tarasenko after they signed Oshie, two days after they traded Oshie, I'm sorry, to Washington. Then they signed Vladimir Tarasenko, and that was the choice they made. And Vladimir Tarasenko wound up being a key to their Stanley Cup championship.
5: I mean, that's important. Now, you, you you never want to see guys walk away. You never want to see guys leave and and go have success elsewhere. Or you know, guys that are a part of what you've done and. But you do have tough decisions. You got guys that you you want to sign, want to keep. They had a tough decision last year with O'Reilly and Tarasenko. You have to make those decisions, and, and you hope, just like when we watch the Cardinals, you hope that the trades they make don't come back and bite you in the butt. The Cardinals have had a few guys traded away that you wish were on this roster now. But all in all, in order mm-hmm. to be able to have success, you have to pick the guys that you think are going to be. Core players going forward and be willing to sign them and stick with them and
3: trust that they'll come around and be the players that you you, you signed them to be. And in a thousand games, Army has been decidedly on the side of Yes. You you put a lot more pluses in the in the plus column than minuses in the minus column for Doug Armstrong.
4: Yes, a hundred percent. Even that Ryan O'Reilly trade to get him here to St. Louis. Every once in a while mm-hmm. I see some people bring up, oh, look at what Tage Thompson's doing. And I'm like, why in the world would you ever want to go back in time and say, No, we're gonna we're not gonna get Ryan O'Reilly here? Ryan O'Reilly was a huge reason mm-hmm. that you were able to win the Stanley Cup. I still see some people with some FOMO on that, but I just don't get it. I they, think Ryan O'Reilly yeah. bringing him here—that was one of my top trades that he made.
3: If Tage Thompson is your number one center in 2018, 2019, you don't win the Stanley Cup. No. I will trade anybody for a Stanley Cup championship. Anybody? Does
5: Does, does Patrick Maroon on fit on that list at any point anywhere? He goes and goes and wins a couple more championships after uh, that was a series? surprise. Yeah. I that, think that, that does was. That, is yeah. he on that list of? He, I mean, he only signed in Tampa Bay for nine hundred thousand. Does right. that, does that, is that a per, a name that you look at and say maybe we could have
3: kept him around and easy, and kinda kept easy the... twenty twenty hindsight play? But he hadn't been that great. The Blues almost released him mm-hmm. during that season, and they thought Robbie Fabry was going to wind up being a good player. They wound up spending the money on Fabry rather than Maroon. Yeah. I didn't have any problem with that, and I'm not a, a twenty twenty. Well, if you want to go twenty twenty hindsight, you say yeah, you keep Maroon around, but. They thought that Fabry was gonna be a regular twenty five goal scorer and it just didn't turn out that way because of his injuries and his immaturity.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Well you is- the immaturity you would know. So mm-hmm. that is a. But you you hope know the guy it. grows up. Uh, I mean, Ryan
4: O'Reilly was
3: not the most mature guy in Colorado. It, it
5: depends on on <laughs> the age and the environment. Yeah. And you you have to know your 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 room, your clubhouse, your locker room, your dressing room. You have to know who's in there. Well, and not just and you got to know who is yeah. who he's going to be hanging with and where he's going to be going.
3: That's the thing. It was more an issue outside the building, yeah. I think, than you, inside the building.
4: Yeah, they, and guys they, grow up.
3: They should know all of that. Though. They do. Yeah, they yeah. usually do. Yep. Yeah. Uh it is the opening drive on 101 ESPN. So congratulations to Army a thousand games as the GM of the St. Louis Blues. Coming up, get your text into the Air Comfort Service. Text line 314-399-9646. Yoho! Get your take it or leave it into us here at 101 ESPN
0: to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. It's time for Take It or Leave It. I want to say something? Put it out
2: there. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, set it right back. Get your text in to 314 399 9646 and give us your Take It or Leave It. Brought to you by Gloria Lou
0: Realty. Visit GloriaHasTheBuyers.com and start packing.
6: That's my final author. Take it or leave it.
3: All right, we're ready for Tioli, and you can text us now, 314-399-9646, 314 399 Don't forget to watch us on our Air Alliance studio cams. Just go to YouTube and uh, search us out at 101 ESPN STL, and don't forget to subscribe to 101ESPN. All right, kids, the Arizona Diamondbacks starting rotation, the National League champion Arizona Diamondbacks starting rotation is Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, Brandon Fott, Ryan Nelson, and Tommy Henry, none of whom are high price free agents. Take it or leave it. The success of the Diamondbacks influences the Cardinals and they don't sign a single starting pitcher. Oh my god. Leave it. <laughs> no! Brandy. No!
4: Come on. They told us they Believe were going it. to get three they
3: starters. Did. They Believe told it. us they were going to increase payroll.
4: Who is going to That's be true. okay? So who is who is? <laughs> I gotta leave who, it too. I who's going to be your ace next season? Uh,
3: Miles Michaelis. Uh, really? Uh, and
4: then who's your number two?
3: Uh, Steven Matz. Three. Zach Thompson. Four. Uh, Matthew Libertor.
4: Five.
3: Dakota Hudson. Uh, no. Takoa Roby. Takoa Roby. Where's yep. Dakota? Yep, Dakota's in the bullpen waiting to be the number six. <laughs> he is. Uh, don't forget we have CD-ROM down there, too. Just uh, saying.
4: Who's going to be the thought of the team?
3: That will be Gordon Grisefo. The hi- hot prospect. <laughs> Gordon Grisefo will be the hot prospect. You know Brandon. what, Randy? Actually, uh, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. it. I'm going to leave yeah. it.
5: I can. I can see it happening you have to
4: leave it you have to leave it there's no way i you should be cardinals pay attention to what the rangers did spend money spend money wisely please
5: nope i'm taking it they're they're gonna stand pat and just go with what they got we got guys here we got guys
3: take it or leave it okay i'm gonna do this i'm putting it out there in the universe take it or leave it if the cardinals sign aaron nola for eight years and 231 million dollars he has Tommy John next year.
4: Oh, oh my don't you I'm put gonna that gonna out in the universe. That. Don't put it That's out in the, the universe. Rick I'm leaving. I'm gonna it. have to leave it. I'm gonna
5: leave it. Okay. That. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm leave, that. To leave
4: it. You can't say that. I That's just a curse. Did. <laughs> That's a curse. I know
5: it is. So, as we know, Magic Johnson has become one of the owners, part of the ownership group in uh, Washington, and he's been kind of outspoken. About the commander's play as of late take it or leave it Ron Rivera doesn't make it to the oh. end of the season I'll take Ooh,
4: that I'm gonna take that
3: especially with Jack Del Rio as their defensive coordinator I think he's gone too do you yeah I think they need to have a head coach though an in interim
5: well, right
4: yeah.
3: Yeah, hey maybe
5: they were but at the end of the season they're all they're all uh, unfortunately Eric Biennemi yeah. gonna get caught up in that as
3: well you're right
4: unless yeah. they make him I don't head coach. think they will I'm, I'm gonna have to take that it's not not good there so Mad Dog said on the radio that if the if uh, the Diamondbacks won game six and seven of the NLCS and advanced the World Series, that he would retire. Take it or leave it, guys. He's not going to retire. Uh, He's got to find some way else around it. But how so you, do you?
5: Yeah, you just don't. You don't worry or about it. Or does he retire? Does he just <laughs> say,
4: nah, that's it? Nope.
5: Just keep, just keep doing your job. Pretend like you never said it. <laughs>
4: Uh, yep, I, I, said don't, it. I don't know if you can shake that one off because it was talked about you know a what million you know what different gonna, times. I blame the Phillies for this. This is not
5: my fault. <laughs> he's going to go on a, on a rampage about how the Phillies did this, and he, he had no doing in it.
3: Okay, here it is. So we, we'll find out right now whether or not this sounds legit.
5: I've been
6: wrong in Arizona from day one. I, I, a, I'm stunned to beat Milwaukee. I thought they'd get swept by the Dodgers. I never thought they'd even go back to Philly for a game six. Uh, I'll, I'll try it one more time. I would not be stunned if they won tonight. I would be floored. Floored. And I'll say this right now. Just, uh, I'll say this right now. And Bob Raisman, write it down. If they win the next two days, they win the next two games, and win this series in seven games, if they win, I will, I will retire on the spot.
5: Okay. okay. That I'm, sounds, he didn't on even, the spot.
4: there's no loopholes there. There isn't,
5: no. He, he posted, after the loss, he's he standing by his words. I don't know if you saw that.
3: Okay, I like this. Okay, yeah. I, I want to see it happen. I'm going to leave were it. Were his
4: fingers crossed? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm Probably. Gonna leave it. Yeah. He's like, well, you didn't see it. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't in the camera shot, but my fingers were crossed. Yeah,
3: he's lucky he didn't put a bunch down on FanDuel, right? Ooh. Or DraftKings or whatever. I wonder whatever. how
4: those people are doing that did that.
3: Yeah. Yikes. Well, the guy that, uh, the furniture guy in Houston lost yes. like $8 bucks, right? Yes. Yes. So mattress. Oh,
4: Matt, Mattress Matt. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah,
3: yeah, he, he, yeah. We don't talk about him. No, that's fine. He's All a, right, uh, strange, Matthew, what do we got on the, the text line there?
7: Take it or leave it. If you're a city, you want to play Sporting Kansas in the playoffs. Take it. Is Take
4: it. Take sure. it tonight. That game Mitch? is in
7: fact tonight. Kansas and San Jose. San Jose from uh, the Great the great Plains state of Kansas uh, for that game. Okay. We just keep calling them Sporting Kansas. I think That's awesome. what Great. they
4: are, right? They yeah. are. That's yeah. who they are. That's I what don't they know are. Anything else? About city calm,
7: city calm, Kansas. Be calm, Kansas. Yeah. What, do you, what do you want from me? We don't um, call them,
3: like KU, Kansas City University. We do not.
7: You're darn right. <laughs> we should. <though. laughs> They're in Kansas. No, no we, no, should. we, should. we Kansas should. Kansas. No, we should, no, we should. We call them Lawrence. No, oh,
3: yeah, you don't. You uh,
5: don't want to talk uh, about. it. I'm still disappointed that Mizzou had a whole song about KU and they weren't even playing them. Yeah. You that know what, though? It's tradition. CD, here's, oh, a, here's a- weird. It's called living yeah. in your head rent-free is contrad- what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's called It's called
3: a rivalry. The problem with calling it Lawrence is that then, theoretically, you'd have to call Mizzou Columbia, okay. and you've already got a Columbia, and you don't want that confusion. Okay.
7: Yeah, but Lawrence, um, when you yeah. say Lawrence, you, you just get this, the the visual of that really tall hill and the cow on top of it, and it just I really paints, paints
3: the picture. Yeah. I think of Larry, or I think of Phillips. Lawrence Phillips, yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Lawrence,
7: yeah. <laughs> take it or leave it. The Ravens, <laughs> with their
5: defense, make them the team to beat in the playoffs. I was actually going to have the Ravens as the take it or leave it. I was going to say that they may actually be the class of the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um then Kylie just shot up. Just his ears I just think, perked up somewhere in St. Louis. Yeah, I think they are. Uh, I think they they are a really good team, and if they catch the football offensively, they can be a really dangerous team. So.
3: I'll take it to that. I just uh, first of all they're loaded they have a ton of good players and they really easily could be undefeated and on both sides of the ball their defense is great they're a lot they're second in the league in defense and offensively they're ascending and they have the most I'll do respect to what Patrick Mahomes but in, in terms of complete dynamicism
4: Ooh, Dynamis- that a word?
3: Dynamism? Dynamism? Whatever.
4: <laughs> Nobody's no, nobody,
3: <laughs> nobody is more dynamic in the league than Lamar Jackson is.
4: Okay, Whom I traded, by the way. Uh, <laughs>
3: really? Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to shake things up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Trade for trade's sake.
5: You know? yeah. well, need, need some, some different locker room. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
7: Uh, take it or leave it. Today is the day that Mizzou football advances. Ryan Wingo announces later today. Oh, I'm we'll
5: gonna take it.
4: Uh, you know what? I think it. it
5: would be a really good deal if he decides to go to Mizzou. Ryan Wingo. Uh, I don't. I can't clap for that. We may have to play them in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So,
3: oh, you. Yeah. Not you, Illinois. We take but care you, care of our, we Gotta take care of our business. Got it. But you know. Uh, by the way, our friend. Uh, Cody Schrader, running back at the University of Missouri, is going to be, during this bye week, over at the Fenton Barn Grill on Friday at 6 o'clock. So if you want to meet Cody and talk a little Mizzou with him, he'll be at the Fenton Barn Grill on uh, Friday at 6 p.m. Very nice. M-I-Z. I know. Z-O-U. Making <laughs> use of that bye week Good for Ms. Getting,
7: getting Cody out the... Oh, well, no. So, I'm so
3: that's called N-I-L.
7: Oh, oh yes. That, that's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. I forgot, I forgot what moves, actually. Mm-hmm. Moves moves mm-hmm. things nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, take it or leave it. People who switch lanes back and forth think they're actually making progress.
3: True. Oh, I'll take it. Take yeah, it. Yeah. it I is, don't it, understand yeah. that. You know what I love to do, though, is get up like when they get off on a ramp and I get off on the same ramp and get next to him, just honk and wave.
4: <laughs> I, I I don't get that, especially the ones who are very aggressive about it and they keep switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. You're just watching them like, do you not see what's ahead of you?
5: They don't care. In traffic? It's, 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 some people are strange. Let's just admit it. We live in a world, in a country where people are strange. And they do strange things and they are the only people in, the, in that world in their minds.
4: I think that that's really what it is. Yeah,
5: they don't care about anything.
4: It's yeah. the same thing, like when you're at a grocery store and somebody has their cart and they just get right in front of you oh, when you're yeah. about to grab something. Do you guys know what I'm talking yep, about? Yep, I hate it. I'm like, okay.
3: Oh, and I, you know what? I, we I, we're not in a position with what we do for a living to be jerks about it either. You know that's no. We, we can't. Well, <laughs> I don't really have to be a jerk. People don't. I don't run into oh, those situations. That's, that's good.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know
3: why that is. <laughs> Matthew, do you have one more fun one? Your, your, your smile tells me that you have one more fun one here.
7: Yes I do. Uh take it or leave it. If it's if Brandon is Brandon Fod, mm-hmm. then isn't Brandon Brandon sod? Mm-hmm. Yes. This nice. take it.
5: Yeah, we gotta take it. I'll take we that. gotta take that. Yep. Yep, I agree. Okay, Good. I really there is
3: Brandon Saad. Good call. Good call. Uh, that is take it or leave it. On one hundred and one ESPN. Thank you very much for your texts. Hey, which former Cardinal in the postseason, and this is the entire <laughs> baseball postseason, bothers you the most? There are a few out there. It's next on one hundred and one ESPN.
2: You're back to the Opening Drive podcast on one hundred and one ESPN.
0: Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. It's the Opening Drive's fresh take.
6: He struck him out with an off-speed curve away. What a performance by Jordan Montgomery. Gets up on top of that ball, hammers it to left field. What a swing! It's gone!
1: And Fam sends one deep into left field, and that one's going to fly!
3: Okay, you've got a few former Cardinals in the World Series. You've got Tommy Pham for the Arizona Diamondbacks, along with their starting pitcher, Zach Gallen. You've got Adolis Garcia, who was the American League Championship Series MVP, along with Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton. But the postseason in baseball has been dotted with former Cardinals. And we want you to weigh in here via the text line. If you want to send us a mic drop, you can do that, too. But... Uh, so you, you've had Skip Schumacher with Miami, and you've had Sandy Alcantara, who didn't pitch but was still a member of a postseason team. You had Zach Gallen, Fam, Garcia, Stratton, Montgomery, Randy Rosarena was on a postseason team. Hennessy Cabrera, who uh, I think the final numbers were he, he threw scoreless outings in 24 of 26 of his appearances <laughs> with good. Toronto. Jordan uh, Hicks, Mike Maddox, pitching coach for the American League champion Texas Rangers of the play, and that's not everybody either. Of the players or, and or coaches or manager that participated in the postseason that used to wear the birds on the bat, which one or ones bother you the most? You know what it is for me? And it's kind of weird. I think it's Skip Schumacher. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's old school and he understands. I think he did well with Miami, what the Cardinals didn't do well last year and that is implement fundamentals and get players to play better and everywhere he's gone whether it was San Diego as a coach whether it was here as a coach he and now Miami he has gotten players to play at a higher level and whether that is as a bench coach or as a manager just as in terms of having a member of the organization that's the one i miss the most that one doesn't bother me as much because he was he he got an opportunity to be a manager mm-hmm. and so
5: he wasn't going to be i mean ali was the manager here so he wasn't going to replace ali after one year so that one i mean you you you're excited for a guy that gets an opportunity to be the leader of his own program mm-hmm. and running in the way he see fit, sees fit. So I didn't have a problem with that. For me, I, I'm gonna. It's it, it hurts much more because it's more recent. It's gonna be Jordan Montgomery. It was gonna mm-hmm. be Adolis Garcia, but he mm-hmm. hasn't been here in so long. So you, right? Yeah, you know, whatever. But Jordan Montgomery was here last year. He was a key component in winning that series uh, the other night. Pitching, what do you go? Three innings, four innings, coming yeah, in fourth. in relief, yeah. and and really one of the names when they were talking about the names of of the players of the Rangers that were uh, crucial for them to have success in this postseason, they said Adolis Garcia, they said Max Scherzer, and they said Jordan Montgomery. Like those, that name, along with the other names, that should bother the hell out of you as a Cardinal fan because mm-hmm. you need pitching. And you have a starting pitcher that was on your team on opening day that is playing in the World Series for an, for another team.
3: Arguably yeah. the number one pitcher for the American League champions. That,
5: should, I guess, Ivaldi. That, Ivaldi was the <laughs> <day>. that, <laughs> that should bother the hell out of you if you are a cardinals fan because he should have been resigned when michaelis got resigned he should have been resigned when he wasn't performing particularly well and it wasn't looking great for him because you know his track record you may have been able to get 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 something uh, a little bit less out of him less money spent than than if you would have waited now, you're not going to get a chance to re-sign him in the offseason because he's going to cost too much.
4: Jordan Montgomery, I think that it is painful in that way when you're talking about he made it clear during spring training that he was open to discussions, and it seemed like that never happened. Now he is a Scott Boris client, so he would probably have likely – Fell out free agency, anyways. But if anything, I think for Jordan Montgomery, if I'm the Yankees, I feel really stupid about that. Cashman should feel really silly, probably the most, even more so than the Cardinals, seeing him go on and be this successful, be the guy for the Rangers during this postseason. They have to feel really silly about that. It looks worse to me on the Yankees because they let him go mm-hmm. to St. Louis and then well, St. Louis hey, to the Rangers. Get him back. And they might get him back. Well, supposedly the door's still open (laughs) for him and the Cardinals, too. But I don't know. I think that door is closed. Mine is going to be, and I I kept going back and forth with this, about if it was going to be Randy Rosarina or Adolis Garcia, because they're both very similar situations, right? Very limited opportunities in St. Louis at the big league club doing well, performing well in the minor league system, but then not given much of a chance at the major league level. I think Adolis Garcia, to me, right now, and this is going to be complete recency bias, seeing him perform at this level and be a superstar is probably the most painful for me. Because if you really look at things for him, we talked about a very limited playing time with the Cardinals, but he was doing well in the minor league system, and to just move on from that way I know that the Rangers also DFA'd him so you could argue and that's something that a point that has been brought up many times that essentially the other teams didn't see this as what he was capable of as well but it seems like things really took off for him after that I mean two all-star nods for him and the way that he has just really broke out in this way during the playoffs he is the guy for the Rangers when it comes to being a really big piece and heartbeat of the offense
3: so uh we've we've got some interesting choices here and it seems like the overwhelming majority on the text line is saying jordan montgomery we did get this one from the 314 every team in the league had former players in the playoffs well did
5: every team in the league have this many former players in the playoffs being, and well, not just former players, playing a significant role. Yeah, right. That's like, the that's thing. The, that's the key the part. It's not yeah. just, yeah, every team does have former players. Mm-hmm. They might be the, the, the last guy on the bench. They may have been DFA'd at one point during the season or whatever the case may be. This team has a lot of players that are contributing
3: on other rosters mm-hmm. and having great success. And what do the Cardinals need most? What do they say they're going to go out and get this offseason? Pitching. So we're talking about Montgomery. We're talking about Gallon. We're talking about Alcantara. <laughs> I mean, those They're guys are pretty, pretty good good. Pitchers. Those yeah. are pretty
4: good. and those and the trade for Marcel Zuna at the time it made, made sense, sense. Yeah. and he didn't. He wasn't terrible. It's was just not the same performance that yeah. you were hoping that he would have in Miami. It didn't translate here to St. Louis. He was a slightly above average hitter, and then we saw some of the. Defensive mistakes yeah, that right. are just you know fun. etched. They're fun into... memories. I don't know if it's fun memories. Like, Spider Man? Uh,
5: this... <laughs> yeah. no. that, that, that was that's, fun for me. That like, was... Watching <laughs> that man climb a wall and was... the ball falls 20 feet ever... short. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the, the craziest thing I've
5: ever seen. How did he want to go left? When I saw that, I said, what, what the, the hell, hell was hell is he, is he doing? doing? And he had some injuries. <laughs> yeah.
4: Now, we are getting some texts, and I've seen this several <laughs> times, where people are bringing up Mike Maddox.
3: Yeah, I brought up Mike Maddox, and I think that's a good call. Because he made pitchers better. And he has, in Texas, made pitchers better. Throughout his career, he's made pitchers better. And I thought it was interesting when Jordan Montgomery got traded over there. He said he wanted to get back with Mike Maddox. I think that that that's a really good call. And by the way, I'm not talking about return here. I'm just talking about the player himself. Okay. Yes. Don't worry about what the return was. It's... And... We'll, we'll get into this a little bit more later, but I, who bothers you the most that is on another team that you say, okay, I wish that guy was on my team right now, re- leaving return out of it. So, Montgomery is legit. You, yeah. We can say all we want that okay he wasn't going to resign with the cardinals no who uh, who's the person that bothers you the most that they're performing well for another team that is today's fresh take on 101 ESPN next up <laughs> the latest on Yadier Molina perhaps being a member of the cardinal coaching staff coming your way on 101 ESPN
0: you are back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers <laughs>
3: The Yadier Molina situation continues to bubble and the Cardinals haven't announced anything. As a matter of fact, Yadi is telling people 90%, but it's not 100% yet that he will be a member of the Cardinal organization. Brooke, Kerry, and Randy. And one of the things I wonder, and I don't think it's unfair to wonder, is what role he would desire to serve. There might be differences between the Cardinals and what they want him to do and what Yadi actually wants to to do. But uh, the latest is, he uh, Luis Nola, our friend from the Big 550 KTRS, speaks fluent Spanish and uh, he was asked about his future as a coach in MLB and Luis tweeted, there is something cooking. I've had various offers in the United States last year with Miami and St. Louis. This year I have offers too. I think there is something cooking with St. Louis. There is a 90% chance that it happens. Uh, he said, I'm passionate about it to have an opportunity like that I cannot pass. So that's where we are right now but nothing in regards to what the role would be. What do you guys and we've all read about it. What do you th- what do you think the ultimate role would be? Would it be bench coach?
4: I think it would be bench coach, but also a little bit of everything coach. Because that's if Yanni's coming into your organization, I think that he will be a part of everything. I even mentioned pitching coach before, because we've seen that before where a catcher can be a fantastic pitching coach. You've seen with Dave Duncan. But I think that with him being a bench coach, it would be like having another manager essentially right there. I don't think that he would just be doing one thing. I think he would be helping multiple things, helping Wilson Contreras and getting the most out of that contract, which is what you should be doing, making him as valuable as you can, making him be a better catcher. And I think that obviously Yadier Molina, the way that he works with pitchers specifically, I think that's why the Cardinals pitchers have been so spoiled over the years is because they could rely on Yadier Molina to really help them through a lot of different Situations.
5: I think yeah, I agree. I mean, we, I was listening to BT yesterday, and he was saying that it's probably like a catch-all type of coach. Does a little bit of everything. Creating a new position for him because you would, if he's bench coach, then where is Joe McEwing? Is he is he one of the parties that are rehomed? I don't know that this team necessarily wants to fire anyone mm-hmm. or move on from anyone because they haven't done it. And if you played that poorly. Uh, 20 games under 500, and you didn't fire anyone immediately after the season. You're probably not going to fire anyone, and you know hopefully they get an opportunity next year to to correct it, uh, which would mean that Yachty would potentially potentially be coming in, maybe. Uh, 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 a liaison type of role, something where he is a consultant of sorts on the bench, helping out in in whatever capacity is needed in that moment, and you know, an ear uh, that that people can talk to and a voice that people will listen to.
3: One of the things Katie Wu wrote in her piece last week is that the Cardinals have a smaller coaching staff than most major league teams right now, that there aren't enough coaches to go around. One of the advantages that I could see with Yadi being on the coaching staff rather than the manager is that. that time that is spent with the media, which is extraordinary. I would guess that, uh, Brooke, what do you think? That Ali spends 45 minutes with the media before every game? like yeah. maybe because it's, to- it's
4: very unique so this is something at least during my time here in St. Louis that this is the first time I experienced a manager kind of holding media sessions in this way typically the managers would just have one big group media session Ollie prefers to have his broken down so where he has the rights holders first mm-hmm. so that would be Bally um, and then obviously KMOX mm-hmm. and then he goes to um, writers which that takes an eternity I know, sometimes I don't know nothing it's the writers, but you know, yeah. being in those sessions, the writers have a lot of extra questions. Um, and then he meets with local media afterwards. So it's it electronic takes... Electronic media. Yes. It takes a long, long time and that's something to get that to that point.
3: Yachty probably wouldn't want to do. And no. if Yachty can have his talents serving the catching situation, building a game plan for the pitchers, if he can help with fundamentals, if he can help with the hitting, if he can help the, the pitchers... I think that that would be the ideal situation for Yadier Molina. He might serve the Cardinals better in a coaching role where he doesn't have to spend time catering to the media than yeah. he would as the manager.
5: I mean, I said it a couple of days, well, last week, that, you know, that's a different set, of, a different type of fatigue associated with coaching as opposed to playing. Like playing is physical it's every day, you know, it's 162 games, 145, 130, whatever many you play behind the plate. But the mental aspect of coaching every day can wear on you, especially if your team isn't good. I've I said this, and I will say it till the day I die, that coaching and losing – it impacts your quality of life. When you aren't winning mm-hmm. games, your life feels a little bit different. You feel sluggish. You feel <clears throat> tired. You feel fatigued. You feel sick. And so,
3: go to mentality. Tra- <laughs> uh.
5: <laughs> there you go. Trying to figure out a way to feel better when your guys aren't performing that well. That's a different. That's a different level of fatigue for you. So, I hope that he can bring. If he does come, I mean, it's still a ten percent chance, according to his words, that he won't be here. Ninety percent that he will. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope that he does. Um, bring something that these players can grab a hold to and and really you know fires them up and gets them going in the right direction.
3: And we had a situation here in St. Louis where the assistant hitting coach went to go to college. If Yachty comes in and has a significant role with all the money that they're paying in college, does Blake Edwards go back to college and say, "You know what? To heck with Casey, this! I'm, I'm not going to."
5: I don't think that's his name.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we Dusty don't even Blake. know anymore. Oh. Dusty. Uh, okay. <laughs>
3: <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, but does does he uh, decide? Um, you know what? I Balake. I I, I don't Jump need up. this. I can go back and make money in college and not deal with the headaches of essentially being defanged as the head pitching coach because you know that all the Pete pitchers and all the catchers are gonna to gravitate to Yachty.
4: Oh, a hundred percent. And maybe but that's the thing is like maybe he sticks around to learn from mm-hmm. Yachty. And that's why I think that having him as a bench coach would be a huge asset because he would be more than a bench coach. He would be yeah. doing a lot of different yeah. things. And I think that you would have to, if Yachty's coming here, you have to allow him to be Yachty and really help this team in many different ways. And just reading some of his quotes from this, I gather that if this is going to happen, he wants to do it now. Is that what you guys feel like with yeah. some of these quotes? He's not going to want to wait it's a little it's bit. It's
5: going like, to happen. To the 90% heard, is yeah. very interesting. And, and when we had Paulo on, he said 15 out of 10. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, to me, sounds like a person that believes that Yachty's going to come back. Yachty, when he we got that report, sounded like he believes he's going to be back. So, yeah, should be uh, should be interesting. Should be fun.
4: And but I think with him making these quotes, mm-hmm. he's kind of putting it on the Cardinals of, okay, you guys Your know turn. my interests, yeah. and I'm making it very public how interested I am in this job. Now it's up to you to make this happen.
3: One of the other parts of this, and I, I don't know how valid – the, the thought process is in my mind. But when Katie Wu, in her piece, a great piece at The Athletic about the Cardinals' plans for the offseason, uh, she writes, Molina would surely boost the pitching staff and would also presumably work extensively with Wilson Contreras behind the plate. This is the, an interesting line. He would also serve as an enticing reason for free agents starting pitchers to consider signing with St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Does Yadier Molina have that much sway as a coach? That a pitcher would choose St. Louis over somewhere else. Oh
4: yeah, I think a hundred percent. I think that especially if you hear what the pitchers have said about working with the Audi over the years, how many would talk about that? The even the ones who have left the organization. I think 100% that would be very alluring for any free agent pitcher to see that.
3: So it'll be interesting, and presumably now, with the World Series starting on Friday, the Cardinals will, if they're going to hold an end-of-season press conference, hold it after the World Series. Or maybe it won't be an end-of-season press conference. Maybe it'll be to announce Yadier Molina as a coach, and they can hey, just move on from the 90 on. losses. Yeah,
4: so you don't, we don't need to talk about that bad news. No, How about this? What bad news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't disagree with you guys. Uh, we you
3: got, got something going. We got something going. You got here. something going. Sunshine lollipops. Oh, oh there you go. Together. There we go. Mm-hmm. Hope they get better. Keep getting gooder. That's that's keep the
7: goal. Keep getting gooder. <laughs> I don't remember which coach said that. It was Turner Ward. Oh, it was. to oh, yeah, keep getting I, gooder. I would have lost yep. fifty bucks on that. <laughs> uh, which, was the pitching coach or the
3: batting coach who said uh, that? Third award. Yeah. Flip a coin. It, was- it wasn't Dusty Springfield. Okay. <laughs> we, yeah, but we had
4: Dusty Springfield. <laughs> I, was it Dusty or was it Turner? It was Turner. It was, it was Turner. Turner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. I liked yeah. the Dusty Rhodes the other day. I'm a you know, Rhodes <laughs> yeah. fan but back when it was WWF. Uh, Matthew,
3: WWE. do you need a fighter, fighter for the fight? Yes, we do. We do have the fight coming up here on 101 ESPN and we need a fighter. And all you need to do is text in your name and the word fight to the Air Comfort Service text line 3014 399 9646 3014 Yo-ho! The fight next on 101 ESPN.
0: You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Fight in the red corner, average Joe listener.
2: Hey.
4: Kerry Davis, who is walking in right now, the timing just slightly off a little bit. Nice Usually, you, you know. walk in, in up. right, right there.
5: But I was in the Rizzuto show for thirty <laughs> seconds.
4: Another <laughs> studios.
5: Learn asked me to. You, stop
7: I in. swear.
5: <laughs> hey, learn. We don't got those like
7: twelve minute breaks you learn. music
5: stations do. <laughs> music
7: no, they, they don't get those breaks
5: at all. I'm kidding. Who's our fighter? TJ. TJ, how's it going, TJ? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? Are you ready to take on Randy Carriker? Uh
4: I'm
7: going to give it a shot. Can I shout out my buddy real quick? Go ahead,
5: TJ. <clears throat> yeah,
7: my buddy Chris. He's probably listening. Chris, this hello.
5: for you. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to win now. All, All right. right. Here we go, TJ. Corbin Carroll is the third rookie ever to win an NL postseason award. Which Cardinal was the second ever to do it? Is it Michael Walker, Adam Wainwright, or Yadier Molina?
3: Uh, Michael Watkins.
4: The Cardinals have been swept in two World Series by the Sox in 04, and which other American Mm -hmm. League franchise? Is it the Twins, the Tigers, or the Yankees?
2: Mm -hmm.
8: Say the Tigers?
5: Who's the only player in MLB history to have two different 3-home run games in the World Series? Is it Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, or Lou Gehrig? Uh
7: Babe Ruth.
4: Kevin and Pat Williams formed the Williams Wall for which NFL team from 2005 to 2010? Is it the Bills, the Vikings, or the Jaguars?
2: Uh Jaguars.
7: All right, we'll double check our score and we will bring in Randy Carricker.
5: How you feel, TJ? Not great. Not great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, sometimes we uh we we work hard but we don't get the, the the feel that we need. We'll see how Randy feels when he comes in. I told Randy he's gotta start making predictions because he's uh he's just so prominent at his job here. Randy's coming in, he's got a bag of something. What's in the I bag? I had some grapes. Oh, you're, you're
3: fueling yourself up? Trying to, yeah. All right. Say hello to TJ, Randy. TJ, good morning. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Doing wonderfully. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much for playing. We do appreciate it. All right, Randy, are mm-hmm. you ready? Ready, sir. All righty.
5: Here we go. Okay. Corbin Carroll is the third rookie ever to win an NL postseason award. Which Cardinal was the second ever to do it?
3: Uh, let's see here. Um, wouldn't have been anybody in the 60s because you had Boyer and Gibson there and nobody in the 70s, 80s. Porter won both um, in the NLCSs. We didn't didn't have any rookies that won then. So, uh, oh, 2013 Michael Walker, uh NLCS MVP. There you go.
5: All righty.
4: The Cardinals have been swept in two World Series by the Sox in 04 and which other American League franchise?
3: Sox in 04 and which other American League franchise swept the Redbirds? I will say, um, Sox in 04, uh, I think we'll probably have to go back to the 20s or the 40s here. Um. I'll say that they, I'll do, the, I'll do the lifeline here, Brooke.
4: Twins, Tigers, nope. or Yankees?
3: I'm going to go with the Tigers. I don't think the Yankees have ever swept the Cardinals. The Twins certainly didn't, although they did sweep them at home at the Metrodome. That was the first series where the home team won every single game. Uh, so I will go with the Detroit Tigers back in the day um where are we at all right who is the i'm thinking of the road
5: team won every game in the ALCS, didn't they yes yeah mm-hmm. man just i just jumped mm-hmm. into my brain all right who is the only mlb player who is the only player in mlb history to have two different three home run games in the world series
3: well let's see the people that have had three home runs in a game <laughs> Jesus. are pablo sandoval right uh, Panda. albert Pujols. Panda, Panda. reggie mr october and baby ruth I'm going to go with George Herman Ruth, the Bambino, the Sultan of SWAT. (laughs) He was really good, so he has a lot of
4: nicknames. (laughs) Kevin and Pat Williams formed the Williams Wall for which NFL team from 2005 to 2010?
3: That would be the Minnesota Vikings with Kevin Williams and Pat Williams. Minnesota Vikings, final answer. But are you sure? Yes. Yes. Final answer.
5: He, said, he said final answer. He I mean, said it's Wednesday! It's Wednesday! Once he don't says play final answer. Me, well, I'm, I'm me, play a to Buffalo game. Bills. <laughs> once he says final answer, it's final. All right, I'm just, you know,
7: just thought I'd throw a little extra. You know. <laughs> one a little, one Fire little on extra. No,
3: I know, I don't. So don't, Kevin no, Williams, remember when the Vikings <laughs> missed taking a first round pick? I do remember that. Yeah, they didn't get up to the clock in They didn't get <laughs> it twice? And twice? Yeah, they did. But the first time they did it, they wound up taking Kevin Williams.
5: Good for them. Yeah. It happens to fall, well, be a pretty pretty good fall in your
7: favor. He mm-hmm. played defensive end and then moved to tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Wednesdays, as we know, can be a little shaky. Randy has already had to fight off a potential Hall of Famer, uh, or at least a round two uh, winner, yesterday. So, does he have to fight off another one on Thursday? Does Hump Day turn into a little bump for Randy Character? Does TJ roll on with a victory? Or has Megamind got this one on Wednesday? Ring
2: that Bell. <laughs> The winner and still champion of the fight, Randy Carricker.
7: I'm sorry, TJ, Randy Carricker just got you that last one. He beat you three to two. Dang. He's getting a lot of those for having me. Hey, hey, thank you for so much for joining. He's getting a lot of those three to two victories lately, but they don't ask how they ask how many.
3: So. Hey,
7: I There's just try to do, do good, good radio.
3: That's like Patrick Mahomes says, I, I don't blow anybody out. I just try to provide good TV. I just try to provide good radio. Corbin Carroll
7: almost became the third rookie to win an NL postseason award. Could tell Marte actually won it. I had Corbin Carroll down because I was like, he's going to win it. I, yeah. Then I didn't right. come back to the question. Um, um, yes. <laughs> it Yes. I'm writing the question as the game's finishing. I find the stat and I'm like, well, this doesn't change even if he doesn't win it. Just write the question. Mm-hmm. He should have won. He should have become the oh, third rookie to ever win the NL uh, postseason award. Mm-hmm. Which Cardinal was the last <laughs> And second ever to do it and win an NL postseason award as a rookie it was in fact Michael Walker, who won the 2013 NLCS MVP. Who was the first, by the way? Uh, Levon Hernandez, 1997. No. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was the NLCS or the World Series. World Series. I think it was the yeah, but I think it was the World Series. Yes, mm-hmm. he's the first NL uh, rookie to do it. Um, the Cardinals have been swept in two World Series by the Sox in 04, and it was in fact the New York Yankees, Yankees in 1928, sweeping them four to nothing. The only M- player in MLB history to have two different three home run games in the World Series. The short list, but he makes it a little bit longer. George Herman Ruth, 1926 and 1928, two separate three home run games. And Kevin and Pat Williams formed the Williams. For which NFL team from 20, 2005 to 2010? It was in fact the Minnesota Vikings. Not only did they miss a couple picks in there, but it hit him and both him, Kevin and Pat, I believe, fought the exact same like steroid case against the mm. uh, NFL for a couple years yeah, where they were trying to suspend him, and they were like, "No, it's 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 actually this an agent that we use for workouts for other things. It's not really a steroid." So that whole thing. So, but it was it was a good run for them with the Vikings. And Randy, we had somebody on the text line who didn't like the way that we said Jaguars, Jaguars,
3: Jaguars. J- 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 J-A-G-U-A-R-S. Jaguar. Jaguar. Jaguars, jaguars. Yeah, like jaguars. is like
7: kind of how like, you used to say the car back in like the 60s and 70s. Jaguar. I guess, right? Jaguar. Yeah, that's kind of I guess is that more of the Jaguar. car Jaguar than the animal? Jaguar. Okay. The car is Jaguar. Jaguar. I like is Jaguar is the car? Yeah. Okay. Cross yeah. yeah, street. Uh, there you Jaguar. go.
3: It's, it's not J-A-G-W-I-R-E. It's not Jaguar. It's Jaguar. Jaguar. Let's just go with J- the Jacksonville Jaguars. We know oh, that's or sounds... the team that should have been ours. They
7: really criticize the way that we say um different cat mascots on this show. I got you guys have you guys have hit me because Wildcats. A- no, Action Jackson has poisoned me with the way I say uh that one team in the AFC North that wears orange jerseys, the The Bangles, how you or call bangles. them? The Bengals. The Bengals. And Bengals, some like Bengals <laughs> I, I swear to God, bangles. I never had a problem. But I started working with Action Jackson <laughs> down the hall, and he calls them a hundred percent without any like Trepidation, he calls them the Bengals. Like, yeah. like and I'm so like, that he it wh- for me. And now I just have to say Bengals. The Bengals. Bengals. There you go. And the
3: Jaguars.
7: Who day? Jaguars. we day. Oh, who beat them Bengals?
3: <laughs> all right. Uh, you can watch us on the YouTube. You can see all the chuckles that are taking place in this very room. It's the Air Alliance Studio. Cam, just go to YouTube and type in 101 ESPN STL and you will be able to watch us and hear us both. Coming up next, we're going to head to the Great White North. Jamie Rivers is going to join us. Yeah, that's what Canada is.
4: Okay. (laughs) It is.
3: It's because of the snow. No,
4: I just because heard great white, and I didn't of know where snow, you man. were going sure. with that. Shark, sure. shark, sure. uh,
3: <laughs> And uh, Jamie Rivers is going to join us on the heels of a 4-2 Blues loss to the Winnipeg Jets. That's next, Jamie I'm on 101 ESPN.
0: Back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. We're talking
2: everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood for St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at boardwalkhardwood.com.
3: So if you ever play the Immaculate Grid, what you're trying to do is come up with a player that played for two different teams. And on today's Hockey Immaculate Grid, Andrew Massey puts us up on Twitter. Uh, there's a, a need for a player that played for both the New York Islanders and the Ottawa Senators. You need a player that played for both the Islanders and the Senators. Uh, joining us now from... Winnipeg, I believe, is our Blues Analyst on Bally Sports here in St. Louis. Jamie Rivers, also co-host of The Fast Lane with Anthony Stalter. Uh, Jamie Rivers, good morning. Do you have any idea? Could you think of a player for me that played for both the Islanders and the Senators?
4: <laughs>
9: well, good morning, Randy. Yeah, I know of one pretty well that played for both of those teams. A couple of short stints with those teams, too.
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you had a nice run there with the Islanders. You got 0.2%, by the way. So you're you, you're part of Immaculate. That's all, all you need to know today. You are Immaculate. <laughs> I will take it. Trust me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Jamie uh, obviously not a good way to start the road trip last night but there seems to be something that we're noticing in these first few games. How did the the Blues go about generating more offensive zone time?
9: Oh yeah that's a great question Brooke. Um, Yeah right now I'm just watching a team that gets into the zone and it's a lot like last year right now offensively and They're just not getting a sustained offensive zone time. And, you know, I I think what's happening is the shot selection is is maybe not the greatest. And then when they do have opportunities for shots, they're passing it up, looking for a bigger, better play, and therefore end up turning over the puck to the opposition. And then you you don't have control of it, and they start going transitioning and leaving their zone. So... For me, it's pretty simple. Uh, if you don't have a clear grade A opportunity off the rush, you know, get that puck in deep or carry it in and hang on to it, cycle the puck, keep it down low, get your defenseman involved. Craig Ruby talks about that post game. He just he doesn't feel like the forwards are including the defenseman in the offensive zone. He feels like it's three against five down in their, in their end and We're missing opportunities by not passing it to the defenseman, and at least spreading out the zone and regaining control of the puck and hanging on to it. So, yeah, they they definitely for me to, to create more offense, they have to spend more time in the offensive zone overall. Right now they're just not
3: doing that. Jamie, it's interesting you use the word simple there. Every struggling team or every team that goes on the road in the NHL says we have to play a simple game. Is it that simple? Do the Blues just need to play a simple game?
9: Yeah, I really do. I think it comes down to it. Uh, You know, watching them play for a number of games now, and the games where they were successful, there wasn't anything crazy involved in the game plan or the execution. It was pretty direct. It was, you know, moving the puck ahead to someone who was open or moving the puck ahead to an area where someone can get it. And, you know, that's where when they played the other night against Pittsburgh, they did a fantastic job of both of those things. And then last night, you know, there were pockets of it but not enough. And, you know, that was a very winnable game last night. You know, you give up two goals in 18 seconds in the second period and you think, Woof, you know, that that's going to sting. Well, you got to yourself, you got yourself to within one goal going into the third period, uh, which is what you want on the road. You have a chance to win a game. And of you give up that other one four on four, but you get right back into it. You pull the goal and you score again, and you're right back in the game. It's a one goal game. So, Although they didn't generate a ton of offensive opportunities or offensive zone time, you know, that was a very winnable game. I think that's what's going to be frustrating for Craig Berubini when he looks back is, yeah, we didn't play great, but we still could have got two points out of this.
5: Jamie, it feels like you're talking about not shooting the puck when they have, you know, those grade A chances. It feels like this team is a little bit too unselfish. And so I know you've been around guys that I tell these guys that when you're around superstar players, they're almost oblivious to what's going on around them. They are dialed in to whatever their job is, if it's shooting, if it's scoring, if it's catching passes. They don't care about anything else. Who is the player on this team that needs to be dialed in in that manner and, and be a little bit more selfish?
9: Did you say player or players? Hey, player or play I've been around. You,
5: you've been around. <laughs> they, they, they have blinders on as they're walking down the street. They don't know what the hell's going on.
9: Yeah, uh, I made a bit of a joke there because I think there's more than one player here on the team that could be more selfish. I think the top line of Thomas and Cairo, those two guys right there, I, I would love to see them be more selfish. And Pavel Buchnevich, he's back in the lineup last night, so good to get him back, but he had a glorious opportunity in the second period to where it was just him and the goalie, and he decided to try and make one more pass that didn't equate into even a shot on goal. In fact, it turned into a turnover. So those three guys, for me, I'd like to see them play a game where if I don't see somebody open immediately, I mean we're taking that puck to the net. Because the, the crazy thing is that like Pavel Buchnevich calls himself a playmaker, yet he's a thirty goal scorer. If I was a thirty goal scorer, I call myself a goal scorer, quite honestly. And, you know, Jordan Kairou uh, has talked about, you know, in junior hockey, he was a pass-first guy. Well, if I had scored 37 goals, I would call myself a goal scorer. <laughs> and, you know, Robert Thomas, who is obviously a very gifted pass, uh, passer out there and you know, distributor of the puck, but he's scored over 20 goals. So, you know what? I would call myself a goal scorer. <laughs> Shoot the puck, score some goals, that's what your team needs right now.
3: Jamie, when you look at this team so far, and it is so early, we've only played five games, but one of the things that popped up last year, one of the phrases was, the compete level wasn't high enough, which I take to mean we aren't trying hard enough. What do you think of the compete level so far?
0: I think the
9: compete level has been there, quite honestly. I think this team has played hard from the, the puck drop in, in Dallas uh, on opening night on the road, and then you know, just because they haven't won every game it doesn't def- doesn't automatically equate to a team that isn't competing. Right? Uh, you know, I think that they're working hard. I think that they could work a little smarter, uh, but you know, you know, I don't think this team is not competing right now. I mean, one direct indicator is the amount of block shots that they're they're having every game. I mean, that's Ben, you know, that sucks to get hit with that buck. <laughs> I mean, it sucks, and those guys still doing it. I mean, that shows me that they're competing.
3: I'm I'm glad that you answer that question the way you did because I, I, I felt the same way. I just didn't know if I was right. And so I, I wanted to make sure that uh, what I was seeing wasn't my eyes deceiving me because I think they're trying hard, too. It's just the execution. It comes down to execution at this point.
9: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's you you worry sometimes because you think you a team is competing and you know that this team is going to be built around uh, the hard work and, you know, giving of themselves and everything for the team. So you, you want to make sure that, that the staple of your game is present every night. And so far, you know, the Arizona game, I, I still even though the Arizona game. I didn't think they weren't competing. They just didn't play well. And, you know, some of our listeners and fans have to realize that when you're watching that, there is a difference. Sometimes you can work your ass off and play terrible. Trust me, I've been there. And, <laughs> you, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean the team's not competing.
4: Jamie, is there a way with, it seems like a focal point has been, obviously, this new defensive system, is there a way where we can still have this defensive system, but not sacrifice so much offensively? Because it feels like we're kind of having that give and take right now, where that push and pull, and they need to be pulling all more, more in the same direction.
9: Yeah, I know that those two seem to kind of go together right now. People are, are definitely associating the defensive system with lack of offense, but You know, I don't look at it quite that way. If you look at the Pittsburgh game, you're playing the same defensive system, yet you generated a ton of scoring opportunities. Probably could have had a couple more. And even though you played that defensive system last night, you still had a couple breakaways and a partial breakaway where if those goals go in, you know, we're not talking about a lack of offense. So uh, done correctly, the defensive system is actually supposed to create a turnover with less movement out there so that you can go out on offense quicker. And I think that's the thing that the Blues have to get to, though, is closing out plays faster. It's not as much of a sit back and just get, you know, have the other team pound pucks at you. It's more of a don't give up the middle of the ice unless you absolutely have to. But then when there's a turnover, you know, Craig Ruby wants to activate everybody. He wants everybody to get up the ice and play offense. So it's not as much of a defensive thing as it is just when you get on the offense, making sure you make a count.
5: Jamie, do you? I, I feel like I noticed this last year, and I, I'm starting to feel like I see it again this year. When the team gets down a couple of goals, it kind of feels like there's a lack of confidence that they can come back and win. Have you seen that? And if you have, how do they fix that?
9: I haven't seen that yet this year. Okay. You know, last night, last night would have been a great example for to pit, you know kind of point that out because Winnipeg scores two quick goals in the second, and you know, last year you would have seen the the air come out of the team, just like, woof. And, you know, Craig Berube called a timeout. They came back out. They managed to score a goal before the end of the period, bringing it back to a one-goal game. Heck, they scored a power play goal at that. So not only did they score, but they, they had the power play that's killing two birds with one stone for that team. So I, I don't see a team that is responding with that, you know, woe is me when they get down by goals. I just think that I see a team that's not – being able to, uh, not identifying, that's a better word, not identifying when they can create offense right now.
3: Did you guys fly to Calgary last night, or are you still in Winnipeg? No, we're in the lovely land of Calgary today. 10 degrees right
9: now, uh, right? Yeah, 10 degrees, and there's probably a, Two feet of snow on the
3: ground oh, it's beautiful holy smokes certainly not speedo weather <laughs> no so Jamie I, I gotta ask because you grew up in Ottawa Ontario you are a, a Canadian native but you spent now more than half of your life in st. Louis have you turned into a weather wuss like does 10 degrees affect you now really negatively
9: Oh, I'm soft as baby poop now, Randy. I'll tell you that much. I, I get up here and uh, I, I'm like, how do these people even live here? <laughs> I never said that, said that last night. I was like, why would anybody live here?
3: But, yeah, I've, I've
9: gotten soft in my old age.
3: Nothing wrong with that. Hey, have a great time in Calgary and then in Vancouver, and we'll talk to you next week, but we'll see you back here before that. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a great one. You too, Jamie. Take care. Jamie Rivers with us on 101 ESPN. Coming up, we talked about it earlier, and we want you to weigh in. You can use the mic drop feature with our app. Just click on mic drop and leave us a mic drop, or you can send us a text, which person in the baseball postseason, and this includes managers and coaches and even Sandy Alcantara, who did not perform in the postseason but was in the playoffs, what person that the Cardinals used to have – in the playoffs, bothers you most that they're in the playoffs and aren't with the Cardinals anymore. That's next on 101 ESPN.
0: You're back to the Opening Drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.
2: We're recapping the biggest sports stories of the day on the Opening Drive with a Rush Hour Reset.
1: Strike away. Here he comes. Cave a fly ball to right field over his Carroll. He's got it! And the Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series. The Diamondbacks have won the National League pennant. And the Fall Classic will return to the desert for the first time in 22 years. The comeback Diamondbacks the answer backs. Two comeback wins in games three and four. And down in this series, they come back win for the last five. And Arizona will represent the National League in the World Series.
3: Brian Anderson had the call last night on TBS and the Arizona Diamondbacks knocked off the Phillies 4-2 to advance to the World Series for the first time since 2001 when they beat the Yankees. Brandon Fod goes four strong innings. He allows a couple of runs. Then the bullpen bullpen for Arizona buckled down. Mantiply with two-thirds of an inning. Thompson with an inning and a third. Sol Frank with an, a third of an inning. Ginkle with a spectacular inning and two-thirds and then Seawald, their closer, finishes things up. And Torrey Lovello, managing in his first NLCS, was up there on the dugout watching that final at-bat take place. That last at-bat. I let my mind wander for about 15 seconds
6: in between pitches and thought we're really close to doing something really special. Um for the entire state of Arizona, for for this organization
3: um, that's had a lot of hardships over the past. And he had Quetel Marte, which helped. Marte goes 12 for 31 with four doubles, a triple, three RBIs, and a stolen base in the NLCS. And he, Marte, was named the NLCS MVP. So congratulations to the Diamondbacks. They'll play the Rangers. For the World Championship, the Rangers have never won the World Series, and the Diamondbacks won the only one they played in.
4: The answer backs. I the Answer like backs. that. The the answer backs. I, I thought that was a good one. I don't think anybody was predicting that this was going to happen. I guess embracing the chaos is what they say. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fully embracing it. You can have two more different teams facing off against each other in the World Series, especially when it comes to how they approach spending money. You have a lot of young stars with the Diamondbacks. Signing Corbin Carroll, we've talked about that before, was huge, locking him up, locking up that contract. And then you've had other ones kind of show and be stars. Ginkle was very good very coming out good. of the bullpen yeah. last night. That He was spectacular fought as well fought Fought. there you go fought fantastic and then for the rangers they went out and spent a lot of money and have even more of a veteran presence i know that they have some younger guys too of that have contributed including evan carter but still it's more of a veteran-led team
5: do you think that that was more on the phillies losing it or the diamond diamondbacks actually taking it Uh,
3: I think the aggressiveness of Arizona allowed them to take it. Yes. And I, I, th- I really believe that the pitching for Arizona stepped up in shutting down Harper, yeah. Schwarber. Schwarber was, was still reasonably effective, but, man, they're, they're top four with uh, Trey Turner, Harper, Castellanos, Schwarber, they did not do anything in the last couple of games.
5: No, I I agree. I I think I agree that it was probably both. I mean, the fact that the Diamondbacks hadn't been stealing bases, hadn't been playing their game, they talked about it. Torrey LaBello talked about it when they uh, lost, I think, game two. And was was saying, game two or three, was saying that they weren't playing their game. And finally, five, six, and seven back in Philadelphia, they played their game. They're stealing bases. They're running. They're sacrifice bunting. They're playing small ball. And it was interesting listening to the broadcast last night how they were saying, you know, postseason baseball kind of goes back to 80s and 90s baseball where guys are doing the little things. And it it begs the question, well, why, why don't we do that all year long? like why Fair not <laughs> why not do that if it works in the most important time of the year why not do it all year long why not have guys still in bases why not sacrifice guys over from first to second or second to third and put them in scoring position so that one one hitter can get them in you know with less than 2 outs you those things matter i think the arizona arizona diamondbacks did a much better job of it the phillies were fueled by solo home runs pretty much this entire postseason. And as you said, once the Diamondbacks pitching staff started not allowing those home runs to go over the fence, they, they put themselves in a position to win.
4: They did. And that and that's the thing is getting to whatever works for you, what has made you successful. And I think there's a lot, too. Some people I, – I saw – I think it was Nate Silver posted yeah. on X just how angry he was that this is the two teams that were getting the World Series – why? I think that it's exciting. And also, I think it's even more proof of getting hot at the right time, doing enough in the regular season to get you into the postseason. And those are all things that are very unpredictable. And I like that. I like the uncertainty of how this is all going to pan out. It just really matters on playing your best and playing your game specifically at the right time towards the end.
3: 4-2 was the final last night. The World Series starts on Friday. Meanwhile, the Blues also lost 4-2 in Winnipeg. Coach Craig Berube, we asked this question of Jamie Rivers. Do the Blues need to raise their compete level at all?
9: Yeah, I didn't think it was good enough tonight, for sure. You know, to me, it wasn't good enough. Um, It's got to be a lot better than it was tonight.
3: And,
5: uh, yes. Why is that? Why do you – okay, the Coyotes game, mm, that could have been the soundbite after the Coyotes game. Then you play Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. and they did compete well. And then they go to Winnipeg, and it's that. Why is it the ups and downs with this team? Different um,
4: talent levels against the other teams, maybe? Or is, is just it just that they it, can't build any consistency? It? Is it the
5: talent level? Do we not have the superstars in which we here in St. Louis believe we do?
4: I think that they're very, to other,
5: other uh, In comparison to other teams?
4: I think they're talented it's just for some reason the chemistry is not there yet with the different lines and that the biggest thing too and I thought it was really interesting what Jamie said when we keep talking about the defensive system where he mentioned that it was meant to create some more turnovers so that you could get back and do some more things offensively and I think that somehow getting that coming together because the skill is meant to be on display more. They are getting some chances. It's just what they're able to do with those chances for some reason. And I mean, 20 shots on net is not going to do it. You can't continue to be outshot in every single game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I
5: think the question that I keep asking is, do they have superstars? Because that to me, you, if you want to be a good team, you have to have all mm-hmm. levels of a team, all levels of players. You have to have the superstars, the guys that you know are hall of famers or teetering on that line of hall of fame. That it, you it, and there is a difference between no. those guys no. and the guys underneath them. There is. It, it's just God gave them more. It gave them a better ability to do things in a better way than you. But you have to have those guys on your roster to be successful. And you have to have your guys that are just below that, a guy that's going to go to two or three All-Star games but may not be the Hall of Fame player. And then you have your role guys, the guys that are grunts and, and fight their way through the league and try to you know, make a roster, and they are the, the heart and soul of that team. Does this Blues team have all of those aspects?
3: No, they do not. And well, I don't think you're going to win are. many games. Blues at Flames tomorrow night and tonight in Kansas at Children's Mercy Park is Sporting Kansas against the San Jose Earthquakes. <laughs> that game is at 8.30 St. Louis time, and that game will determine who St. Louis City SC plays in their first playoff game ever at City Park on Sunday night at 9 o'clock. Sporting KC and San Jose tonight, or Sporting Kansas tonight. In in the great state of Kansas.
4: I think we're all wanting it to be Sporting Kansas. Yes, we. Right. Are. Yep. We want it to be Sporting Kansas. It is Sporting
5: Kansas. What do they play? Uh, Kansas. There you go. Self-proclaimed. I I well, that's what we want to face. To yeah.
4: City SC wants to face Sporting Kansas. Well,
3: listen,
7: if they, if they get mad that we're calling them by what may, might not be a hundred percent what their branded name is, just change it back to something that doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, the Wizards. <laughs> just change it back to something with you know a little heart personality. Yeah, I don't know. Good idea. Tradition. Is that just the most milquetoast name this side of Real Salt Lake? <laughs> there is your <laughs> Rush Hour Reset light.
3: on 101 ESPN Real. 914. Time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Coming up, we want to hear from you with the mic drop or with the text machine, what person that used to be in the Cardinal organization, and this can be a coach or a manager, or player, whatever you want it to be, what person that participated or was on a team, was property of another team in the playoffs, most bothers you that the Cardinals don't have. That's next on 101 ESPN.
2: You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN.
0: Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.
3: mentality spot
2: (laughs) and out of the corner of my eye I
3: see Brooke chugging something I said what that doesn't look like Gatorade it doesn't look like a, a water she's got a coffee in a different cup She's chugging Theraflu. Uh.
4: Guys, okay. First off, I, I got tested for COVID and for flu. I don't have COVID or flu. It's just I was telling I was telling them during the break every this time of year. Anytime there's any sort of weather change, I always get a cough or a cold. And I also said that if I would have lived back before modern medicine, in, in, in the Victorian would have during the Victorian era or just really any era before medicine, I would have been the first to go. Oh, I mean, hey, every. Go. Single well, play, gone. Yeah. Just oh, instantly, they were like, "Oh that wow, that was hilarious. quick." Be like, "Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what happened to Brooke. She got sick really <laughs> easily." Brooke
3: wouldn't have made it on the Tennessee Volunteers in the 1800s. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. tap out. Yeah. Not gonna happen. First to go. All right, we talked about this early and we, earlier, and we want to hear from you with the text line three one four three nine 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 six four six three one four three nine nine. Yo ho! Or you can send us an, uh, a mic drop with our app, the 101 ESPN app. But what cardinal? that is in the postseason is bothering you most. And earlier, uh, we gave ours, and you can choose from among a lot of people, Sandy Alcantara, who obviously was on the IL with Miami, but Zach Gallen, nominally the number one starter, will probably start game one of the World Series for the Diamondbacks. Tommy Pham uh, got benched but bounced back with a homer last night. Adolis Garcia, the American League Championship Series MVP. Chris Stratton performing well for the Rangers down the stretch, although I think we might have only seen him once in the playoffs so far. Jordan Montgomery, Randy Rosarena, Henesis Cabrera, Jordan Hicks, Mike Maddox, Skip Schumacher. lot of names out there that used to wear the Cardinal uniform. And, guys, I said Skip because I looked at the way that the Marlins were able to turn around – fundamentally, and not dramatically, but they did a lot of little things well that helped them make it to the playoffs, I think it's reasonable that you guys both decided to go with players. And, C.D., you went with a pitcher.
5: Yeah, I went with Jordan Montgomery, and specifically because he was actually on the roster this year. He was a guy that, watching him succeed now in the playoffs, headed to the World Series, was one of the key cogs in that Texas Rangers starting rotation, and then in relief uh, in Game 7, you... You see what he's doing, what he's done since he's left, and it has to make you wonder, man. Why? Why we couldn't have? Why can't we have nice things? It, it has to frustrate you as a Cardinals fan, uh, you know. To see, you want to see guys do well, but you know what he offered here, and what the Cardinals need going into twenty twenty four is starting pitching. You had one. He's in the World Series now with the Texas Rangers. So for me, that was the most frustrating one to watch. Uh, leave and and still perform in the playoffs. And,
4: and he made it very clear that he wanted to stay in St. Louis at least during spring training. Now that could have changed through the course of yeah. everything they exper- experienced this season. But uh, you never know. Mine was Adolis Garcia, and I also put Randy Rosarina in that category because outside of pitching, what else did we need this season from the Cardinals? What did we see a lot this season? Infielders in the outfield in the outfield because you had outfielders dealing with injuries. Tyler O'Neal mm-hmm. being one of them. Largenoot Bart, that was a different situation. But we saw so much turnover in the outfield. And they were looking for offensive production from their outfielders. Randy Rosarina and Adolis Garcia provide that. And they provide it on a pretty consistent basis. I think what hurts me most about Adolis Garcia, and look, I, we already are getting some text in about it. I saw it earlier. And I've seen people point this out. And I do recognize that even the Rangers DFA'd him. And so maybe this is one of those situations, too, where it, he needs needed kind of this adversity to really propel him into the player that we are seeing here currently, because then after that whole situation, he really took off. Two all-star nods for him. And we've seen what he's done in this postseason for the Rangers. But the fact that you he did do some really good things in the minor leagues. If you look at his minor league numbers, he was fantastic. And I think that giving him such a limited opportunity at the big league level, there had to have been something more behind the scenes that these other teams maybe didn't notice that also passed on him. Because when he was DFA'd, the other teams pass on him too.
3: And I think the toothpaste is out of the tube with what I'm going to say next. I don't think the Cardinals can rewrite this history, I sure would have liked to have seen them give some of their international signings, like Garcia, like Alcantara, like... Randy Rosarena, an opportunity for a year rather than deciding, okay, we spent all this money on these guys and it didn't happen fast enough. We're going to move them, whether DFAing them or uh, in the case of Rosarena and Alcantara, including them in trades. I would love to see the Cardinals show a little bit, would have loved to have seen the Cardinals show a little bit more patience or a lot more patience with uh, they're Latin players.
4: And that's what bothers me about it is that they weren't given enough of an opportunity. To me, that's more of a talent evaluation issue there. For them to go on and be superstars elsewhere, those two are the most painful to see for me because it's like, man, they weren't given much of a chance here in the bigs, even though they did great things in the minors. So they were doing all the right things. And then when they got here, they were given a limited opportunity.
5: Yeah, 48 games between the three of them Mm -hmm. on the big league roster. I mean, you had... Arosa uh, Rosarina played 19 games. Dolas Garcia 21, and Alcantara eight. Uh, mm-hmm. How can you evaluate someone at this level with that that those number of games being played?
3: And you really, really hope. How do you know that it that it is just an evaluation issue, and not something more? Oh. Yeah, that's you, 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 uh, I, I just <laughs> I, I hope that's the case. A text from the 636 Seeing Mike Maddox, pitching coach for the Texas Rangers over there with Jordan Montgomery, while the Cardinals are sitting here with Dusty Springfield. Uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh Randy Rosarena and Adolus Garcia. That's from the three one four. It, it would have been nice to have an outfield. You know, you could have put Jordan oh, yeah. Walker in
5: center field if that was the case. Right? Yeah. yeah, or yeah. R-
3: you know, you could Garcia give...
5: right field. Give Randy
3: A. a chance out there. Oh, mm-hmm. Randy A. in center field. Yeah. There you go. It's Randy A. this from the 314, and it's not even close. They didn't even give him a chance despite him hitting the cover off the ball in the minors. We've been searching for outfielders for the last 10 years, and here's an all star who was performing for us in the minors and never even got a shot because he didn't fit the Cardinals culture. Ugh. Thank you very much. Let's uh, get to a mic drop. This is Alec who joins us on 101 ESPN. I mean, it's got to be Edmundo Sosa, right? But in all seriousness, <laughs> I think
7: while Adoles Garcia might be a hot topic, the most frustrating has to be kind of equal for me, Zach Gallen and Sandy A. And you get two guys who are, one winning a Cy Young, is Sandy A, and the other Cy Young caliber pitcher. Both made it to the postseason. Zach Gallon's now the ace of a staff of a World Series team. Um, and then seeing what we got for them being – Marcelo zuna who was just utterly disappointing and now our lack of pitching being really the crux for this team is just kind of you know i'm happy for them that they're succeeding but it's kind of like a, a needle every time they go out there and pitch and pitch really really well
3: thank you alec and you're right it does feel like a needle being stuck into you every which is a lot of pain unless it's like you are you using it for um What's the acupuncture? acupuncture? Okay, because I, w- I, I
4: was trying to think. I was like, when is that ever a fun situation? Yeah. Oh, acupuncture.
3: Yeah. And by the way, wouldn't it be amazing? And I don't think it'll happen because Nathan Avaldi does exist. But wouldn't it be amazing if it were Gallon against Montgomery in game one? Mm.
4: <laughs> that's too much to bear yeah. as a Cardinals fan. Yeah, Didn't we already see that in the, in the yeah. All-Star game? And
3: Tommy Pham and,
5: and Adelis Garcia being mm-hmm. the hitting home runs. it just be fun. Just go ahead. Do your thing.
4: And homegrown arms is something, too, that you feel like the Cardinals are missing right Mm -hmm. now. And so parting with that, it makes it sings even more. The whole Marcelo Zuna situation, that's a hindsight situation Mm because I think that they obviously were hoping that he would have done what he did in Miami and it did not pan out exactly that way. But to have two arms that you need now is really painful to deal with.
5: Yeah. Here's the text from the uh three one four. Does Randy A have any blame in this for the live streaming during the uh was it playoffs? they you, to, you know who else I'm live right, streamed right. their coach in the locker room? Who did? Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. You know what he did? What played the next damn game? It didn't matter. We're gonna find him. We're not gonna. We're gonna penalize him. We're not gonna penalize us. Bingo. Is what Mike Tomlin said. Bingo. I am not going to ruin our team because he is an idiot. I'll get in his pockets. I'll make sure that he knows not to do it again. But I'm not gonna penalize us because he's a damn good player. So no, if if that's the reasoning behind it, then you're just
3: foolish. And Randy Rosarena, keep in mind, came over here. Uh, he w- he went from Cuba to Mexico, and then wound up coming through the minors. And he was in St. Louis. He was 24 years old, and he was immature, and he was in a different culture. And. When you have somebody like that, and I don't know if that's the only reason he was traded, the the you know, the Cardinals didn't shop him. The the Rays loved Randy Rosarena and they came to the yes. Cardinals. It, it, the Cardinals weren't shopping him because they saw him in Mexico and loved him and they always wanted him. They tried to sign him down there and couldn't. The Cardinals got him. So it wasn't that the Cardinals were shopping him. I don't really believe that that video had anything to do. No, they, they, yeah. I think Libertor was a really highly regarded prospect when the Cardinals made that trade. Yes. Everybody nationally was stunned that the Rays would trade Libertor, and yeah, maybe they saw something. Yep. And by the, the way, Cardinals on do. that day, I remember sitting in this chair that I'm sitting in right now. I was in the fast lane. And Cardinal fans, on our text line, were complaining about the Cardinals trading Jose Martinez in the trade. Randy Rosarena wasn't given the light of day that day because oh. everybody loved Jose Martinez. You're going
4: to get people stirred yeah. up because every time you say that, people are always like, I I, oh, knew! I knew, I knew. Well, you should have texted <laughs> in.
3: You know what? I remember so you should have sure texted did. in that day, not now. Sure did. Yeah. did. Uh, coming up next on 101 ESPN, we're going to talk to Robert Thomas about what's going on with the Blues on 101 ESPN.
2: Back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN,
0: presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Played into the middle, force far side, shoot, score! Robert
6: Thomas finds the back of the net to make it a one-goal game. 323 to go, third period. It's three to two.
3: Robert Thomas made it close last night, but the Blues could not overcome the deficit to Winnipeg and lost 4-2, an empty netter late for the Jets. Brooke Grimsley, Super Bowl champ, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker, and we head to Calgary now. And joining us is number 18 for your St. Louis Blues, Robert Thomas. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good, guys. How are you? Everything's good. What were you feeling last night after you got that tally? What were you th- thinking about what would happen in the last three and a half minutes of the game?
8: Yeah. Uh you know, I thought we were coming back. Um, yeah, we had we had some pressure, had the momentum and uh just just couldn't find a way to get another one.
4: Robert, you played on a team that's had that had incredible offensive zone time, obviously that twenty nineteen team. How do you guys go about generating more offensive zone time this season?
8: Yeah, I think it, it comes down to puck possession. I think we need to hold on to the puck, make better plays with the puck and um yeah, I think our defensive zone's gotten a lot better, our transition has gotten a lot better, but um, you know, we need to continue working on that offensive zone and and making sure we're holding on to the puck and and making teams really work to, to get the puck back.
3: Robert, you talk about working and learning. It seems like there's a lot of guys that just have the ability, innate ability, to hang on to the puck. How do you get better at holding on to the puck?
8: I think it's just better decisions with the puck. I think We can spread the zone out more, use our D more, um, and and that creates more space for everyone. Um, You know, talked about 2019. There's only a couple guys left from from that team, and um, so it's, you know, we got a a bunch of new guys, and uh, we got to continue to kind of hammer away at that.
5: Robert, you all have been outshot in every game this year so far. Is that something that you all discuss about, you know, facing less shots and, and possibly getting more shots on goal?
8: Yeah, I think uh, I think they're, they're, you can kind of dissect that a little bit. There's, you know, obviously shots that are better than other shots, and um, you know, for, for you know, a good amount of those games, we've had more quality shots, mm-hmm. um, which which in the long run will lead to more goals. So, um, yeah, we need to you know get more pucks to the net and get more people than the net and get some you know greasy ones. But um, you know, I think kind of shot quality we've been doing all right
4: do you think that the inconsistent play that we've seen or inconsistent games that we've seen here early on is just you guys still kind of figuring out things chemistry wise or is there anything else that you guys have discussed of what it could be
8: yeah um not sure to be honest um i think you know our start last game was a lot better um you know it's a tough building to come into and um you know you get out of it zero zero um you know, in Winnipeg, you're pretty happy with that, and um, they just kind of took it to us in the second, and we had a little bit of a lull, and um, but uh, I think I think for the most part, we've been we've been pretty happy.
3: Hey, Robert, you're in a place right now in Calgary where it's 10 degrees outside. It's going to get down into the 20s next week. You grew up in Canada, so you know cold weather. Give your fans and our listeners an idea as to how to stay warm, or at least as warm as you can, when it's 10 or 20 degrees.
8: Uh, Stay inside. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start. Yeah. No, I know it's it's always tough. You get a little bit spoiled now now living in St. Louis, where it doesn't get doesn't get as cold as it does up here. And um, just I mean, stepping off the plane last night late at night, and it is just freezing cold, and there's snow. And I, I mean, we just left St. Louis, and it felt like it was like 65 and sunny. So um, definitely a little bit of a shock on on the body.
3: Okay, a couple of things. Number one, how do you as a hockey player? Is there anything you do special to keep your feet warm? So that because obviously you're getting the, the boots are, are getting wet. Is there anything you do to keep your feet warm?
8: Yeah. Uh growing up I'd always just double socket. Uh whenever I was playing outdoor hockey, um mm-hmm. throw double socks on. Sometimes you cram some toe warmers into the 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 toes of your skate. So uh that was that was what I did.
5: I have some uh, boots that I bought. They're Nike boots. They are waterproof. They are the best boots that I have ever purchased for cold weather and water and rain and all of it. So I, I, can, I can give you some advice on it. They, they are awesome. I use them, obviously, during the football season. Yeah, it's Keep yeah the feet warm.
8: Feet and hands are the most important.
5: If my feet and hands are warm, I'm good. Everything else side doesn't bother me. But once your toes get cold, I right, take me home. I'm I'm done. <laughs> but we always hear about layering. <laughs> like uh, Robert, have
3: you have you ever tried? Do you do layering? Does layering really work? If you're a a Canadian young man,
8: oh, layering's great. Um, there's you know, it's not like tights, but it's kind of like. Um, yeah, it's kinda of like tights. You throw that on underneath your clothes and you're you're warm as hell. Okay.
4: <laughs> Robert, I'm gonna get back to a hockey question real quick. Sorry to divert from the clothing layering, but I wanted to ask you about Jake Neighbors and Alexi Torpchenko, their performances last night. It seemed like they really stepped up.
8: Yeah, I thought those two played pretty well. Um yeah, I thought they you know, worked hard, they created some chances and uh you know drew a couple of penalties. But- um that was big in kind of changing the game and getting us back into the game. So, um, yeah, I really liked what I saw from them.
3: I'm Rob, thinking Toropchenko probably when you uh, when, when he hits you, it hurts. Yeah,
8: yeah he's a big boy. Uh, he gets <laughs> some speed, too. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely hurts.
5: Robert, you all got your first power play goal last night. So when I was playing, we would have kind of a, a you know an incentive for certain things—special teams tackles, or maybe a guy got a free dinner if you did a certain thing. Do you all have uh, any incentives for one another scoring power play goals, block shots, uh, things to to help the team out?
8: Yeah, um, not necessarily. I think mean, uh, it's definitely recognized when when guys put their body on the line and. Um, yeah, it's nice to get a power play goal. Um, we've had so many chances the last couple of games. and have uh, been frustrated not to see them go in. So uh, that, was a, that was a big goal for, for the power play. All
3: right. One other thing, because you mentioned you, you want to stay inside when it's this cold. You have a day off in Calgary. You play tomorrow night. Do you guys bring video games? What do you guys do to entertain yourselves in the hotel on a cold night in Calgary?
8: Um, depends. Um, usually some cards, um, usually just hang out in the, the team lounge, something like that. Um, not really not really too much planned, so uh, I'll have to let you know on
3: that one later. All right, we'll talk about it. Hey, have a great trip to Canada. Thanks so much for the time, Robert, and we will talk to you next week. Yep, thanks, guys. See you later. Robert Thomas, Blues Forward, with us on 101 ESPN, joining us on an early morning in Calgary.
4: <laughs> it was very early. Mm-hmm. I think we so, was still wait, just waking hours. up a little bit. Yeah, no. they're, in they're in
3: mountain.
7: Oh, oh okay. That's why, so yeah, it was seven forty-five for Jamie, eight thirty for, for Robbie. Oh.
4: They have a players lounge. Robbie. Oh this... just saying. Oh, okay.
5: Robbie, you you need to do check. Check. Robbie, that's what you're calling him now. Something. Robbie, huh. really? You're gonna, you're you you're said gonna be it. that guy? I didn't I'm say it. You just gave him a nickname, Robbie.
7: Robbie Thomas. you know. I, I decided that it's okay for me to do that because one time he referred to himself. As Robbie in a text when we were trying to figure out his schedule. Okay. And he called himself Robbie, and I was like, "Well, then I'm I'm calling him Robbie." No. Yeah. Okay. Did he say
5: Robbie can uh can do seven <laughs> no, thirty? Talking third person. It wasn't in third person. It, was, it wasn't talking third, was third person. person. That's, the best person. The I'm trying to, to think of the exact way he <laughs> referred
7: to himself, and uh, I cannot remember what it was. I just remember it happening and me being like, "All right, I can call say, Robbie." Robbie don't
5: do before seven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco. So you
4: know? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs>
3: one of the all-time great first-person stories is the uh, major league baseball players association rep is in the a's locker room and the 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 guy is talking about okay if if you got tenure here's what you are able to do okay so if you got uh te- if you're a tenured player here's what you can do and it's all the benefits that are provided for a tenured player and a tenured player and uh ricky Anderson said 10-year. Hell, Ricky got 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ricky Henderson. Flying into Chicago over Lake Michigan. Hey, Ricky (laughs) wants to know what ocean that is. It's great. I just just, just
7: (laughs) showed Brooke Proof.
4: It says, yeah. hey, it's Robbie. You guys calling me? And he uses Bobby you, like the actual letter U, uh, instead of Y-O-U. Yeah,
5: that's, that's a young person thing. Yeah, that is, I mean, a, young is a young person thing. thing. Yeah. I, I gotta, hey, he's short on so time. So busy. You yep. got to
4: get that yeah. U. Yeah, yeah. He was was
7: that this morning? He called himself Robbie? We call don't call. Don't yeah. call no, Robbie. No, that was, that was, <laughs> that's like one of the first times. Robbie I ever
4: don't heard.
5: do no 7 a.m. calls. i just start randomly talking in the third person just out of
3: nowhere. Gary,
5: ready to go to break.
3: We're going to uh, have rock and roll and Metallica (laughs) tickets coming up on the opening drive. You're
2: back to the opening
0: drive podcast
2: on 101 ESPN.
0: Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.
2: Let's rock. Let's rock today.
3: season the new york mets fired buck showalter as their manager and he by the way has a chance to go to anaheim and take over the angels it was assumed when the mets hired david stearns as their new pobo that he would try to bring craig council from milwaukee initially the brewers rejected permission of the mets to interview craig council now they have allowed permission and it would be kind of a stunner if the new manager of the new york mets was not craig council
4: It would be. Yeah. It's very interesting to see how all this is kind of panning out, especially this Mm -hmm. postseason, some of the moves made, especially with Schilt being brought up into the conversation too, with that whole situation with A.J. Preller. That situation is going to be intriguing to me because it seems like you're walking into a very bad situation possibly with the Padres, especially everything that you've heard going on surrounding it.
3: Yeah, it's – it's gonna be interesting because if if you can't get along with Bob Melvin, and apparently Preller could not, then who are you going to get along with? I and I know. I would also be interested to see if Mike Schultz gets the job and he appears to be the guy with the inside track. I wonder what sort of a coaching staff he puts together there. I wonder if Mark McGuire returns to mm. the dugout. Nice. Mm-hmm. That would be cool.
4: That would uh, anger a lot of people here. Do you have mm. an
3: issue
5: do you have any issues with uh the recycling of managers and head coaches in sports.
3: Not good ones, but bad ones. Sorry, okay. It
4: well, seems like are, that happens a lot yeah. in the NFL and college football.
3: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I get tired of guys that lose and then lose and then lose, and people think they're going to turn it around. But Mike Shill has a, been to the playoffs in each of his first his first. Been a manager seasons. of the year, so yeah, yeah, yeah. A so it's a
5: little bit different And Buck Showalter has been manager of the year three times, correct? I think four with four, four? different teams. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. So, so but yes, he hasn't won a championship. They win after he leaves.
3: Exactly. That's kind of yeah. troubling, right? But to to answer your question, yeah, it's it's amazing to me that some guys in all sports and hockey is the worst. Basketball is not much better. Continue to get jobs over and over and over. again yeah. I think basketball's kind of turned the corner in giving new guys an opportunity hockey still hasn't Mm -hmm. all right so we're going to give away some tickets to metallica they're going to be in town this weekend and you can see them on sunday night november 5th they're playing a huge no repeat weekend on friday and sunday with two different sets and two different opening acts Two-night tickets and single-show tickets are on sale now. Get all the details and find a bonus chance to win a pair of free tickets for Metallica now at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 ESPN mobile app. But you can text in now to play the game. Text in to win free tickets at 314 399 9646 yoho on the Air Comfort Service text line. And you have to guess, how many what? World Series MVPs? Ooh, Kerry Davis can name in 30 seconds. <sighs>
5: I'm just going to name names. I don't know if they actually won, but I know the teams have won, so we're going to see how this goes. I got a few that I know for sure, but okay. we'll
7: see. Can I just say that, Kerry, I, I love that you've, in, you've embraced this new game. and Instead of just saying, oh, do I know it, do I not know it, you just goes, I I'm gonna go, I'm going to go with strategies yeah. when I don't know things and no just question. try.
5: Then just run and, through.
7: Except for that one time where you decided that you weren't going to try at all. Yeah, that
5: was a dumb one. Man. FIFA basketball team. It was FIBA. Anthony. FIFA. See what I'm saying? FIFA. It could have been FIFA. Who would have knew?
7: All right, Kerry Davis World Series MVPs in 30 seconds. Are
5: you ready? I my am good ready. sir. Yes, All sir. right here. We go. Jeremy Peña, David Ortiz, uh Derek Jeter, Babe Ruth, Reggie Jackson, Lou Gehrig, uh, uh Albert Pujols. Uh, Jimmy Rollins. Ryan Howard. LeVon Hernandez. Game six. Did I say Pulse? No, another game six. See, this happens every time. My brain goes to mush. I said David Ortiz. I said Derek Jeter. I said Alex Rodriguez. I said, who am I missing? Mariano Rivera. David David Freeze. <laughs> you,
7: you, did not get, you did not get David Freeze in time. By my count, oh, by man. my count here, I'm looking at the full run here. You got the man who won 73 and 77 in Reggie Jackson. 1997, LeVon Hernandez. 2000, Derek Jeter. 2013, David Ortiz. And 2022, Jeremy Pena. I got you for five, Carrie oh, yeah. Davis. I got you That's for good. five. I have the World Series MVP, MVP World Ruth Series. Ruth yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, 19, yeah. 1955. God. But it's the MVP? Gosh, I
4: like the it. strategy.
3: He would have won. Fifty-five. Brooklyn Dodger, pitcher. Oh, uh, Sandy Koufax. Johnny Podres. Johnny Podres.
5: Podres. Excuse me. Mm. Uh, so we, we
3: also missed on Daryl Porter and Bob Gibson.
5: Bob Gibson. I couldn't think of any pitchers. That was that was. Mm. Did, uh, Randy Johnson was. It, did he win? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Nah. In two thousand
5: one. Couldn't think of any pitchers like yeah, Johnson
3: my, and Schilling won co MVP. Co MVP. So would I have gotten two
5: if I said both? Yeah.
7: <laughs> uh, yeah, I wanna give it to you. I'm, not give you. I'm not giving you multiple points for guys who won the same, but you can uh, get two for if there's a co MVP. That's okay. just how the rules did work. Did Edgar Sorry, Renteria Gary.
3: win one? Edgar, Edgar Renteria, Renteria did in yeah. fact win yep. the San Francisco uh,
7: 2010 San Francisco yeah. Giants.
3: That's Brain. one I never would have guessed. Brain went to mush. That happens. Yeah. So uh, who gets the tickets? We will. Good we we
7: were uh, contacting our winner right now. We, we had, I believe, the second or third guess overall for the entire shooting match, was five exactly. So
5: Gary Davis gets five today. If you're going to guess on me, just assume it's going to be low. No. 30 seconds. I did. So when I went down there to the Rizzuto show, they give them 10 seconds. Oh my and god! And she had to name seven. Learn had to name seven shoe brands in ten seconds. She can do that. Aren't I uh, nice in ten seconds? 10
4: seconds. Wow!
5: Look how kind I you am. Want to try it? Look how nice I am. Well, now it's making me See? nervous. I'm not like a big shoe. Okay, I could do
4: right. bra- Wait, not, like Nike, I could do right. Adidas. Oh, Nike, Adidas, Steve Madden, Christian Louboutin. I'm gonna put a fancy one in there. Why can't I think of any more right now?
7: I think your time is up. Aldo, A6, Reebok. We're um, no,
4: gonna do like alphabetical order. You see,
7: New Balance, uh, Puma, this. Nike, that's Adidas. You already said those one. Seconds. Times yeah. up. I got I was like I got
5: six, five, five or six. Yeah, I got like five or six. It's difficult. It's difficult.
3: Yeah. Yep. Uh, We've got computer, you guys. We got a little bloom party we coming appreciate up with, you. Yeah, with <laughs> and, and Ajax. Uh, Great job today by our producer and uh, audio engineer. What's wrong? What's wrong? Matthew's going crazy now. Matthew, great job. He's good. Um, use it. Um. <laughs> what okay, is
6: happening?
7: Uh,
3: <laughs> what is going on? Roger Randy, appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, uh, Brooke, did you have fun?
4: Yes. How, him, about ch- How about him that? Him How about him? that? How about that? She's she gonna, be, she gonna be asleep. Oh, Am I allowed okay, to we... do that now on the YouTube? Will yeah. yeah. I in trouble? No, I don't think yeah. so. It's, they sell it, right? It's over the, <laughs> <laughs> the <cottage. Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I don't want people to think that I'm just over here taking shots.
3: You
5: know. C D. your face. We want to see your face. Who said that? You want to see my face?
3: Hey, uh, we thank you for tuning in, texting in, and being a part of the show. Don't forget you can hear all of our shows on the podcast at 101ESPN.com or on the app. Brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. For all of us, until tomorrow morning at 7, have a great hump day, St. Louis. And now for something completely different. You've been listening to the Opening Drive Podcast on
0: 101ESPN and ESPN.com. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.